Three, two, one, live. Hey, guys. What's up, everybody? There. That's actually a soda, but we give you that pretty much every week, so. Exactly. Um, so, uh, just got off the phone with my mom. And how did that go? It was like pulling teeth. Yeah? Yeah. It's not a, it's not something I'm a big fan of. Uh, one day she might hear all this, and on that day I'll deal with it when it comes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but, yeah, she's she's just a really paranoid person. I don't, I don't know why she has so much anxiety. Like, Parano- I know she's got borderline personality disorder, but she's also got a lot of anxiety. Why paranoid? I, that whole conversation was... She wanted to contact me to make sure that I had the number of the person whose house she's staying at because she's taking sleep meds and may not hear it if I need to call her for some reason. Um, hmm. I haven't used my parents to bail me out of really any situation in probably close to 12 years. Yeah. Um, so. Well, interesting. <laughs> Sounds fun. If I'm in jail, my first call is going to be to my wife. My next call is going to be to a bondsman, not yeah. my parents. Yeah. Um, and I won't be going to jail tonight because I'm not planning on leaving my house. There you go. Unless someone calls the cops on me here, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, good. Good times? question mark yeah um, <laughs> i don't know their times yeah that's for sure yeah so I, I i texted the picture of my uh tattoo being finished out to some friends and stuff and i've got a buddy of mine who's i mean he's not just broke he's poor uh okay yeah. um and uh, he's got three kids, which is why he's got no money. But I sent him a p- picture of it because I knew he'd like it. And he's like, oh, dude, that's cool. Where'd you get it? I'm th- I'm trying to find a place to get mine. You know, how much was it? Blah, blah, blah. And I, I told him who I got it from and the, the shop it was at. And uh, I was like, the guy charges about 100 bucks an hour, you know. And... um. I th- my buddy's not getting a tattoo. We'll just put it that way. Wow. I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it back from him, but I just know that he's not <laughs> like, cause I, I know my friend and if you budget shop for tattoos, you don't deserve to get one. You you shouldn't be getting one. Yeah. It's not that you don't deserve to get one. No, well, you shouldn't be getting, I one. think you don't deserve it either. You shouldn't. And you don't deserve it. <laughs> cause it, it's, it's definitely one of those things that you get what you pay for. Yeah. Um my my favorite analogy, not analogy, um maybe analogy, I don't know. It, it, my favorite thing that illustrates that is uh is a guy, he did two different types of welds. One mm-hmm. of them looks really clean and the other one looks really shitty. Yeah. And it was for a job interview. Uh well, like a job. The guy was like looking for a welder, will pay 
18 to $30 an hour. And he's like, why'd you send me two samples? And he's like, one's an $18 an hour job, one's a $30 an hour dollar job. Damn. You know, like... Yeah. And you can guess which one looked nicer. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so... And yeah. I, I feel the same way when it comes to tattoos and stuff. You like, do get what you pay for, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. If you if you want to save money, go go to the apprentice of the shop. Don't go to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I would never skimp out on something like that. Yeah, it's just not worth unless it. unless it's just lettering. I mean, even then, what if they mess up the spelling? No regrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not risking that. I I don't know. That's a very serious thing to me. If you're putting it on your body forever. Don't cheap out on it. I mean, you can always get it removed nowadays, but that's more expensive and it's twice as painful from what I understand. Yeah. So. Yep. Exactly. So I guess uh, I'm going to be one of those old guys with a tattoo that's just like a wrinkly blur (laughs) when I'm 80, but. Well, for now, we... (laughs) Exactly. I don't know. I'm okay with being the the old dude with a bunch of wrinkly blood ink. Better the old, better than the old dude with big gauges in his ears. Yeah, that's true, dude. And I'm not even like, talking about Taylor. I'm talking about the guy who's in there that you could throw a, a freaking fucking baseball through it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy could be standing on the baseball field and Jeter would throw it right through his ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you got to think ahead to a certain degree. Like, I mean, fuck, 40 years from now, there's going to be nursing homes with dudes with earlobes that hang down to their fucking nipples. Same with chicks. Good, they deserve it. They deserve that because they made that choice. (laughs) And then they're going to get, like, dementia and and fight with another patient that's got dementia, and that other patient's going to grab onto that earlobe, dude. I wonder if 80-year-olds are going to go to raves. In, in 60 years. <laughs> that's what I want to know. I fucking hope so. I wonder if that's going to be an old an old person niche. Because young people, even younger, of like a generation from now, are going to be like, that's fucking stupid. Why would I go to a big laser show and dance to music on drugs? <laughs> It'll just be the same thing. The drugs will just be different. Oh, I hope it goes back to like the Beatles era. And then they look to the generation below mine. Or like kind of 0.5 generation, half generation between mine and be like, those guys are so stupid. (laughs) I feel like they're going to be the next baby boomers. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Why? Because we're going to have to clean up their shit. We're going to have to clean up after their mess. Uh, I'll be too old to give a shit, I guess. I guess. I'll I'll fall into that like World War I veteran era for the baby boomers where they're like middle-aged at that point and they're seeing them grow up and they're just like yeah dumbass (laughs) you know yeah just like 80 year olds with freaking face tattoos going to raves and that's all that's there is just a bunch of old people and then the young kids are like that's such an old person thing to do go to a rave oh my god well um it is part of uh, the Buddhist thought process. It's all happened before, and it will all happen again. So yeah, hmm. it's a cyclical living. It's the will of samsara, so to speak. 
Okay. So, I uh, mean, just to be alive long enough to see it start to cycle. Okay. Yeah. That makes nice. sense. Um, my, my wife and I, uh, were watching some, we were watching something and the amount of available episodes. I don't know if you know how Hulu works, but if you finish watching something, it'll just roll into whatever you were watching before that. Oh, okay. Like yeah. after you've run out of episodes. Uh-huh. And so I guess that happened to us the other night. We weren't like really paying attention to it in the background. Um, and Sabrina, the teenage witch came on oh, some yeah. nostalgia from our, our days when we were growing up. Uh, forgot about that show. Yeah. A lot of people have. Yeah. <laughs> and her and I just stopped cause we heard the music and we recognized it and we're like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we we looked at it and like just the clothes and everything were like it. And I I I told her take a minute to appreciate how this doesn't look weird to you right now. Yeah. But to people ten years younger than us. Yeah. It looks outrageous. Yep. And completely foreign and not okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember growing up watching on the Disney Channel That's a Raven, and now she's on TV sharing her opinions on a political show. And yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's terrific. I couldn't See, and, ask for and anything. That's better. so Raven is after my time. Yeah, that was I was very. I, yeah, I was young when I watched that until I turned like eight. And then it was, I don't but know. But I mean, like, even you being separated from me by about six or seven years. Yeah. That that show, I know nothing about that show. I couldn't tell you anything about that either. I can I can tell you I watched Tom and Jerry, the Flintstones, and the Jetsons more than I watched that. Um, I remember watching Are You Afraid of the Dark a lot when I was a kid. Are You Afraid of the Dark? I remember R.L. Stein movies. And um, Tells, from, Tells from the Crypt. Okay, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Sabrina, the teenage witch, not the, um, chilling adventures of Sabrina that's on now the remake. That's the cash grab. It's not, it's not a cash grab. It's infinitely better than the original. Oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's uh, it's more dark. It, it's more about like the witch part of it. Like not a witch trying to blend in to society and be like a normal high schooler it's about like actually her becoming a a witch and doing like sacrifices and shit okay um but having the original sabrina the teenage witch come on in the background i guess based off of uh her and i what we look up yeah uh, it's just part of our demographic that's funny <laughs> and it's just like oh wow and you like watch the intro and everything and you're like, wow, this is totally a 90s show. Yeah. Like 100%. I miss that though. I miss sitcoms. I don't, I don't watch like TV or movies really anymore unless it's like old stuff because I'm nostalgic over old stuff, but I miss sitcoms. I, I miss that era. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, I, I do too. Like, like today when I was getting my tattoo worked on, um, Someone came in and hooked up uh, their phone to the, um, like one of those uh, Bluetooth speakers. I don't know what kind it was, but it like they just have it in the shop. The UE Boom. 
Mega. Okay, so Caden knows what it was. Um, Made by the creator of Van Halen. Cool. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, and, um, yeah, so, like, they were playing basically the greatest hits of the 90s um, alternative rock era yeah. on the thing the whole time I was there. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, man, this takes me back to like sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, I miss old music too. Music now is so shit. It is so bad. And I know every generation says that, but honestly, this generation of music is just fucking awful. Like, unless you're listening to 80s, like I've been listening to Billy Squire lately. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I can't do new age shit. I don't, I don't even know how they call okay, it rock. Let me stop you. Yeah. New Age is something completely different. Well, I'm talking about the new generation of music. Okay. Uh, I'm talking about what rock is now, quote-unquote. Like, metal. Rock? Okay, so heavy metal is now just rock. And then heavy metal now is just, like, mumbling shit. Satanic summoning fucking whatever it is. Rap is mumble. It's all drugs. It's like, it's so bad now. Music's just it's like fuck. let me do a hit of math, throw cotton in my mouth, and have a beat replay play on repeat. Well, fuck, even like behind me, even if you listen to alternative like positive channels, they still talk about terrible things. <laughs> it's just in a positive, upbeat tone. They just play it in like a G major, and then they sing about depressing shit, and they call that positive music. So, I can't stand music nowadays. I can't, I can't do it. Most most all media now I just steer clear from, except books. That's about. I mean, I think uh, the the turning point was probably about two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yep, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. And then I started the two thousand tens, especially for rap, went. <laughs> Like Dr. Dre paved the way, and then all of these little fucktards with their their little tattoos under their eyes and like on their eyebrows and shit. Yeah, and their colored hair, dude. I took a stab at Post Malone. I know it's like he was so offended by that. He literally, like, I looked at him. He looked like, yeah, like he wanted to agree, but he totally like I I took a stab at him today, and I had to reel it back in, dude. Like I was like. Shit, he might fuck up my tattoo because I took a stab at Post Malone. Yeah. Well, Post Malone's a 23-year-old But they're the same age. Like, my artist is only two years older than Post Malone. Mm. So it it makes sense that he's a fan of Post Malone. Well, I'm I'm the same age as him. I'm not a fan of him. But I, I was like, I was legit concerned. You know, kudos to you, Taylor, man. You were able to keep it professional. You could have just gone in a completely different direction and put a big black streak on my arm right there and you didn't yeah so well that'd say something about his character if he did that over a guy who sings songs that he's never met yeah so yeah i mean like that's true but i i mean like i i was legit concerned really yeah i was like fuck dude i took a stab at this artist that the only thing i know is i don't like i i don't like his music um music and uh and the the guy working on me today like seemed a little upset about it and i was like oh shit i've got to reel this back in before he draws a dick on my arm dude yeah 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 (laughs) honestly let me say this modern music is catchy but it's 
garbage content. Like it's there's some songs that are catchy and they they like sound good to the ear, but when you like listen to the lyrics, it perpetrates depressive behavior. I I truly believe that. I think the reason we lived in such a depressed society is because we listen to music that instills that it instills those type of thoughts. Yeah. It's all about like suicide and shit. Like about See, I don't listen to it, so I wouldn't know. It's about taking lots of drugs to lose the feeling of your feelings. It's about like suicidal tendencies. It's about like it's fucking awful, dude. It's terrible. It's about dwelling on being depressed all the time. That's what most modern music really? is. Really? Oh yeah. Um and a lot of my friends from back in the day aren't going to call this punk, but uh, what I miss is kind of like more of the mainstream punk from back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Like, like Green social, Day? Uh, well, kind of Green Day, but more like social distortion. Mm, okay. Uh, like, they, they were they were, they were were good stuff, man. Um even like the old Rise Against stuff was pretty good. Yeah, that wasn't bad. That um, wasn't bad at all. I miss like guitarists. They they don't exist anymore. There's no like, there's no like up and comer. Van Halen, Nuno Bettencourt, uh, Joe Bonamassa's, Joe Satriani's. There's no like guitarists that are like slow solos, artistic. It doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, it's just mashed together bullshit, and I, I just I can't get on board with it. EDM, like I don't get raves. I never, I don't understand them. Uh, yeah, it's weird, dude. So there's this guy a semester ahead of me in class. Mm-hmm. And he pulled up next to me um, in the parking lot, uh, and I know I know him because my my um, the nursing program is small. Yeah, you know the people ahead of you, and you know who's behind you. Right, like automatically. Yeah, you see him every fucking day. Mm-hmm. And I know this guy's ahead of me in class, and um, he rolled up next to me one day, uh, just like pumping some music dude and he's a pretty boy he's in shape but he's a fucking pretty boy like totally you can tell like uses moisturizer on his face and does he have an etched facial hair like he shaved he no he's clean shaven oh, okay but like you know you, you can just tell that yeah yeah like he's he's a pretty boy and he pulled up next to me pumping music like hard as fuck like I could hear it, and I was in my inside my car. Mm-hmm. He had his windows rolled up, and he was two stalls away from me. Damn. And parking stalls away from me, and I could fucking hear his music. And I was like, what a fucking cunt. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I, and I said something about that in my class, and there was a person from his class that got held back into my class and was like, actually, he's kind of a nice guy. I was like, I can tell right now I wouldn't get along with him at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, he he's a cunt. Well, I feel <laughs> like well, is music music must be just about neural stimulation now, right? Yeah. Because if you go back and you have people try to listen to music from like the twenties or the thirties, they'll be like, this is boring. And then right. you step it up slowly, like introduce the fifties, sixties, jazz, all through that period, and it's like this is still too slow. And then you get into rock, and people are like, okay, this is old. Like my dad listened to this or whatever. Yeah. And then you get to this shit where it's just like noises, pretty much. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, yeah, like this. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Like, Linkin Park, you could understand at least, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Not not the biggest fan of them, but yeah. I'm not you could either. at least understand it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked Rage Against the Machine. They were, yep. they were okay. good. Um, there's a lot of bands out there. Like, I heard a song today on uh while i was getting my tattoo uh-huh and i can't for the life of me remember the artist or the even the name of the song but i do remember it was on the first tony hawk pro skater oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, kinda... and I i i was like oh dude i haven't heard this song since pro skater came out like the original <laughs> one he's like dude i remember that too like i remember playing that video game and i was like no, dude, I remember when the system came out for that video game. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to look up this guy's lyrics just to read some of this shit. Like, I can pick any oh, of them. Let's see. Takashi. Yeah, let's say... Uh, Walk, Waka. Where's that one? Right above Bay Bay. <laughs> God. And Mala. There you go. Okay. There's so much shit I had to look through. Catch an asthma attack the way we pull up on you. Put the pump to his chest. Make a bleep cough up. Yeah, we're white. We're not allowed to say that word. You a bum and you stressed. And that's why you lost her. Met a bleep from the ex. Bleep need to boss up. She gonna eat. You want beef. But this ain't no burger. All my songs on repeat. That's what's up. Your word up. I was young with the heat, walking around with burners. It makes no sense. It's so... I don't understand it. It's so bad. Dude, to me, that's like trying to learn a different language. Try me. I got this gun. Run, bleep. If I'm here, don't come. Bitch, you was expecting for me to hit. That's dub. I know you put a hole in that shit. A there you go. with the hoodie. Um... A yeah, with the hoodie. Like, oh, I guess that's the artist singing at the time. So, like, you see what yeah, it says yeah. six six nine. Yeah, sawed sawed off on the damn drawer. Like, it's about guns and gang. Like, and these people are affiliated too. And now this kid got caught and put in jail, and he's ratting on all, <laughs> not only on his own organization but other organizations. Yeah, so, he's he's singing. From yeah, what I understand. Yeah, so they're so like, hard, I've dude. Had, friends of mine on facebook put up like stupid shit like before takashi writes me uh, rats me out i'm just gonna let you all know i cheated on my third grade spelling test yeah <laughs> like stuff like that dude i'd be more scared like i there was a group as we were driving back from your tattoo appointment there was like a group of 20 just like kids walking on the street and you could tell they thought they were like rolling in a crew or whatever i'd be more scared of two guys in a jeep with a American flag on the back of it and beards and sunglasses. I'd be more scared of that. Yeah. Or like some sort of tread on me, don't tread on me sticker on the back. I, I'm more scared of that shit nowadays. Yeah. Cause there's those people are trained. I'm not afraid of, <laughs> I'm not afraid of somebody, somebody that's holding their gun almost upside down. Yeah. They're almost holding it upside down at a 45. Yeah. 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 It's stupid. It's stupid. I can't stand it, man. I can't stand that culture. Like, and these people just look like the biggest winners, too. Yeah. You know? And let me ask Face you this. Tattoos. Let me ask you this. 
how this kid going to be in the witness protection program? He's got a tattoo of the saw guy on his cheekbone. <laughs> and 6'9", and huge print on his forehead, yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, like, if, if you're listening to this... Um, Go fuck yourself. In, 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 no, in in our current time frame, like, if you're not listening to this 20 years from now, and you're listening to this, like, right after we download it, you know who 6ix9ine is. Oh, yeah. Like I thought you meant if he was no, listening no, to this. No, no. Like, if, if you're listening to us talk about him, we don't need to describe him to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this... Dude, how do these people... How does he think he's, like, so fucking raw he's like these people think and his grill's rainbow too yeah so you know he's definitely hard yeah i don't Uh, i don't understand it man it's just silly and then you go back and you look at uh biggie smalls oh look at this kid too this guy this guy has a tarantula on his fucking head you know what i'm okay with that yeah that's that's the old coolio look dude well and this guy's music is is about the same as freaking That looks like he he's got some pictures up before he got a face tat and after, it looks like. Look like his hair made out of Cheetos. Yeah. Well pull up a picture of Coolio. Okay. Okay. Now nowadays he's here's just bald the, and he's doing the same look and here's the issue when you get old <laughs> doesn't look good man that but looks like you, shit if you go back to like his old stuff yeah like that yeah but that was that, like quirky like he was he wasn't wearing like all these freaking grills and like doing this crazy stuff yeah like but, nowadays it's just like and he knew it like he knew it was ridiculous <laughs> like you can just see it he knew. He but now knows. that's all he's known for. Like that's how people identify him. If I passed him and he was bald in the street, I wouldn't recognize him because I haven't seen him in such a long time. Yeah. So look at, and then we got Biggie Smalls and Tupac. Again, it was like rebellious culture, but it wasn't as ridiculous. I mean, look at that. Classy. Yeah. It's classy. Now it's just rainbows. It's just rainbows and silly. I don't even know. I don't know what's going on nowadays. Yeah. Look, look at the look at the fucking sweater, dude. He's wearing a freaking like a eighties floor mat. Yeah. Like that style back in the day. But I'll tell you what, you don't see these guys now. No. You don't see these guys now. Eminem. Like, this was back when you could murder someone and no one would find out for weeks. <laughs> they wouldn't find out until you dropped your next album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now you got all these... I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not on board with the new generation you of... pull up an old picture of Ice-T. Yeah. No. Come on. It's just iced tea. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the letter T. Yeah. Well, that's Ice Cube. They got it wrong. Have you seen the picture of uh, somebody took a glass and put like put Ice T's face in it, and then there's a bunch of little ice cubes Oh, on really? <laughs> I like this picture of Ice Cube. Oh, yeah. 
then versus now him holding an AK and he has a fishing rod and then now. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Like back then. There, I mean, there's a 98 photo of him. I don't know what's up with the Pope in the background uh, on the other part, but. Oh, it's comparing the two. It's then versus now. Oh. Uh, yeah. Not really funny, but. Yeah. Yeah, you got the old school rappers who all made decent music at one point, and then... Uh, and they've retired, pretty much. Yeah. Well, poor Snoop Dogg. I mean, he doesn't even know what he's doing now. <laughs> he doesn't know if he's Snoop Lion. He doesn't know if he's Snoopzilla. <laughs> he made a freaking EDM album. He doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> he's he, smoked oh, he made too a, much. He made a gospel album recently, actually. He, he's smoked way too much, dude. That's oh, all yeah. that is. He hired a professional blunt roller to go with him around he said he paid him 60 grand a year <laughs> and that's all he does he just scans the room and like sees a facial expression gets going there you go <laughs> yeah dude i pay him about sixty thousand a year like, <laughs> easiest job ever yeah and he's like and he gets to smoke all the weed with me man <laughs> he's like free weed and with snoop dogg's money it's got to be quality stuff oh Snoop Dogg will have stuff sending you to Jupiter. <laughs> That's why he can't think of anything anymore, dude. That's why he doesn't know what's going on. Yeah, he has no idea. He's just like... He's... like how, how much did you say Like you found out that he does a day? Uh, it's like 72 blunts. A day? Yeah. Jeez. Something like that. Let me see. <laughs> Let's see. Um... He also claims smoked exactly 81 times a day, seven days a week. So 81. Yeah. 81 blunts a day. Jesus. That's a lot, dude. You would literally... Let's see here. Dude, I wouldn't have time to do anything else. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because he just does it all the time in interviews inside. He doesn't care. He's like just lights it up. He was playing it. He went to some Battlefield video game thing, and he lit it up in there, and he's playing... Like and it's Snoop Dogg. Like he's the only guy who can get away with it. Yeah, him and Willie Nelson. Yeah, and I don't even think Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson's the only guy that's outsmoked him. Yeah, and that's just because of longevity. <laughs> yeah, it's longevity. Yeah. Yeah. But now yeah, there you go. Jeez. And I think he's in his fifties. Forty-seven. Okay. 47. It's funny. You go back to his 90s pictures and he looks like a thug. And then like every picture of him now is just like a happy turtle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's the same thing with Mike Tyson. Like now he's like a complete pothead. And uh, yeah, he's like super mellowed out nowadays. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on either. Muhammad Ali was the same way, but that was because he took too many hits to the head. Yeah. Oh, did you hear about that boxer that died Mm-mm. recently? No. There was a boxer uh, got knocked out in the ring and died um, like two or three days later. It was really recent. It was within the last week. Oh, wow. No, I didn't hear um, about that. Yeah. I forget what his name is. Uh, yeah. The guy got KO'd in the ring and then died from the the injury. Yeah, it's the repercussion of these blunt force trauma trauma yeah. um 
sports contact high intensity contact sports that's what i'm saying boxer patrick day age 27 gets knocked out died a few days later see it's not just music either it's also sports look how look how much stimulus you need now from a sport you literally have to watch a guy beat the fuck out of somebody else and it's like yeah this is my sport like football wasn't enough first it's baseball baseball like was the pinnacle of the american experience and then it goes to football because there's more clashing and brashing and all this shit and now we have like boxing and then, and then mma and then like what is it is it gonna go back to coliseum times probably like, is it gonna be like fighting animals well that's that like a lot of people look back and think that rome had coliseums like and games like that throughout its entire existence they and didn't. that's what they did not they didn't no uh it's towards the fall right yeah it was like right it was within like 150 years of the fall that they started doing that yeah they started doing it to distract the public if i'm not mistaken yeah so like keep them occupied yeah because if you don't have shit like that to pay attention to you start paying attention to real shit so yeah yeah i think we'll get there Fuck, we're almost there. Somebody died in a sport. Oh, that's not the first time a boxer's died. Uh, from one hit? Yeah. Damn. Max Max Bear has killed a few guys in the ring. But the other guy didn't go to jail, huh? No. Was, was yeah, see, that's the thing, though. Like, anywhere else, like, if it's on the street, it's manslaughter. <laughs> if it's around four walls of string... <laughs> It's completely fine because they signed a waiver. <laughs> but yeah. it's for money. Like, did did the did the people that make the money for that fight donate all of that money to his family? Probably Fuck not. no. No. Fuck no. It's like that. Boxing makes so much money too. Like, which is crazy because, like, I don't know of many people that really follow it. To be honest. Yeah, not anymore. It, but to be fair. Boxers pay their pay the bo- the boxing companies pay boxers extremely well. The UFC does not. Yeah. Dana White's a piece of shit in that regard. He takes all the money for himself. He's a billionaire, you know, young billionaire man. But then he pays his fighters sometimes fifty grand, you know, for a fight or a year for a fight okay. for one fight. Uh, McGregor, but but I mean, you take. Floyd Mayweather, right, making five hundred million a fight, one fight. Uh, what are those? I mean, if you think a UFC fight brings in, I don't know how much the box offices are. UFC average box office sales. I'm pretty sure they're one point zero eight million. Highest paid. Um, no, I don't want to. Yeah, like pay per view, pay per view buys. So, the, what do pay per views cost? Like fifty bucks. Uh, yeah, fifty to seventy, depending on the event. So let's just say this one a mil one point one million sales. Okay, so they probably made at least. This is just pay per views. This isn't selling the tickets for five hundred each or whatever they sell them for. Yeah, and that's Lesnar. So they probably even higher than that. So they probably. Made close to seventy five million on that. Well, look at the UFC two twenty nine Khabib versus McGregor, the very top. 
2.4 million. 2.4 million. And they both got paid decent, but nothing near what the whole, what the house made. Oh, like yeah. nothing close to it. And these are the guys who are making the money for these dudes. Like they're literally causing brain damage to each other. They're not going to live full, healthy lives. No, they're probably going to be dead by the time they're 75. And all of this Which brain is actually injury. relatively young in today's age. Like, pay the athletes. Same with uh, same with football, college football. The fact that these universities don't pay them, they make so much money untaxed off these athletes, and they cause brain damage. Yeah. And they don't get paid. Yeah, there's a guy in uh, my English class writing about whether or not um, college athletes should get paid. I mean, either that or stop paying NFL as much. That or uh, I think one of the biggest issues with college athletics in general, especially college football, yeah, is uh, the what the coaches make. It's I don't know. Ridiculous, is it? Yeah. Uh, oh, the, college ones do. Yeah, college football See, coaches will sign on stupid. for like, hey, I'll come uh, coach football for your school for six million dollars for one year. Like for the contract, but okay. it, the contract's like a four-year contract. That's still more than a million dollars a year, right? And for what? Like, and they, he gets paid with untaxed money. That's the problem I have with it. Like, they can charge for posters and memorabilia, uh, tickets, yeah. all of this shit, and it's untaxed because it's educate. It's exempt under IRS under educational clause, which because that contributes to right. education, right. you know. And then they stow away all this money. Like Harvard has enough money to pay for all of the tuition of the next hundred years of students that ever go to Harvard and still have multiple million dollars, millions of dollars left over. But instead they just stow it away. It's bullshit. I yeah. think that's, I think that needs to change. Like I agree. T- there's no reason for these. I don't know. I'm very passionate about how much education costs nowadays. Well, yeah, it was like uh, that one thing I showed you where the guy was talking to the like a congressional committee and was like, it was this much when you went to school. Yeah. Now it's that much per semester. Right. And not a thing has changed. Right. The education has not changed. My grandma was a nurse. She didn't come out of school with debt at all. She paid her way through working a part-time job and came out of nursing school. Zero debt. That's unheard of now. Right. And when she was done, she tended to like two, three patients. There wasn't nurse assistants at the time. It was the doctor and the nurse. And right. now it's like fucking out of control. Yeah. Now the average workload for a nurse at a, at a major hospital, you're looking at five patients a shift minimum. Yeah. Like I don't think medical assistants were really a thing before no. the sixties or the seventies. Maybe no, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really interesting to look at because um, you go from uh, the tuition from a state college 40 years ago. A couple hundred dollars. Was the same amount for, for like a, a full year of tuition is the same amount that I spent on books for one semester. Yeah. Which was like I spent like 900 80 bucks on books yeah this this semester alone 
No, Geneva is not what I'm thinking of it, is it? No. Yeah, okay, so Geneva University, which is... God damn it. This is what I'm looking for. And it redirects it to some bullshit college here in the U.S. Type um, uh, Switzerland. Yeah, it gets censored. It's bullshit. There you go. So this is one year of tuition at Geneva, which is a world-renowned financial school in Switzerland. A lot of bankers, a lot of big bankers go here. Okay. Um, 1,000 CHF, whatever that is. And so that equals about $1,000. So it's, yeah, so you pay 1,000 Swiss francs to go to this college for a year. That's a thousand one thousand sixteen dollars in the United States. Right. For a whole year of premium and this is like graduate level education, education too. Yeah. Um <laughs> and the funny thing is the U of U it's like eight, nine grand a year, I believe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and that's residential if you're from the state. You've yeah. been yeah. here over a year. So yeah. and then it's funny because the people will defend it. I have coworkers that are going now who defend paying that much. Really? Yeah, because they're like, well, they have access to the biggest research, blah, 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 blah. And I'm okay with them right. being untaxed because they put it back into research. It's like, okay, well, how much does the dean make? How much? Well, well okay. The access to research thing is ridiculous because you can't tell me that Cambridge University doesn't have the same access. Or even my school right. doesn't have the same access, right? I mean... Come on. So median salary, salaries of college administrators. And keep in mind, administrators have doubled over the past like 10 years. And the education hasn't gotten better. The class to student size hasn't changed much. This is in 2012. Uh, chief executive of systems, 250,000. Uh, executive assistant, 137,000. Chief executive of single institution, 170,000. Like, you want to know where your tuition's going? There it's it going is. Going to raises. Academic deans, uh, it doesn't say. Dean of Arts and Letters, 90,000. Of, dean of Arts and Sciences, 91,000. What is this? Uh, two years doctorate. Okay. So all, this is the combined, this is the average, I guess, of all. Jesus. So if you want to make a lot of money, go be a fucking administrator at a college. Yeah. Dean of medicine, $474,000. That is more than go most. That's more than most doctors will make in their career. Go up. Back to the Dean of sciences. You've got 139000 to 220000 Yeah. Yeah, uh, Dean of Law, about 300000 Like It's just fucked, man. It's fucked. And it's sad because these are the people that should care more about educating the public than money. They should be in a position in their life where this is like something they're passionate about and the money's like, pay me 60 grand. Yeah. Like, I'll, I, I, I'm passionate about the education I want people to learn. But when I see all of these, and this is 2012. Imagine what it is now. Imagine what it is now. Um, salary for a dean in Salt Lake City. Let's see if they have an average. Average is $76,000 a year. 
but yeah, a lot I, of people have this like mis misconception. Okay, like so. What do you think of when you think of a dean? Like a CEO. Okay, of the whole college, um, of the university. So, of the university, a dean I would imagine is a CEO, and then I consider underneath them. They have people over the different schools that are basically vice presidents, which are over different departments. Okay, so you have deans of specific schools. Yeah. So, like, you have the School of Health Sciences. Right. That'll have a dean. Yep. The School of Engineering. That'll have a dean. I guess I'm talking about the president of the college. Okay. Okay. The president of the college or university. Yeah. Okay. That's that's where I have a problem. All of the administrators, none of the deans need to be making three hundred thousand dollars it just doesn't need to happen no that's more than a doctor makes for the most part i think a good salary for the president of a college would be around a hundred grand and then all the school deans would be around 70 okay so then you take into account macroeconomics on top of that so let's take into account how there's unregulated rent prices can go up right? They can just keep going up and they typically go up 3% a year. And the reason being is because all of the apartment complex owners know that everyone else is doing it. So it's like, it's just normal up 3%, up 3%, up 3%. Well, in 10 years, that's fucking 30%. Yeah. And it just keeps going up. So either the, it, it just creates a fucking inflation trap. Okay. And I think that's primarily what we're seeing here is that they pay them more and more because these fucks have to live this lavish lifestyle. So who, in the end, I, because cost of living goes up, right? But I think to be in today's economy, like 70 grand over, you're not really worrying about money if you're living modestly. If you're living modestly. Right. It, it's not like... 120,000 that should be like upper middle class to me. Yeah. That's 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 what it should be. Um but like when you're paying an administrator 400, 300, 400,000 dollars to just admin the school, they're not teaching anything. They're just making the business happen. Right. They're siphoning, they're driving up student debt. Which, what does that create? That creates like this bubble and they know they can't bankrupt out of it. Like these companies will gladly partner with schools and say, yeah, we'll give the debt to these students because, you know, I mean, would you give a loan to an 18 year old for $150,000? Absolutely not. Right. And the reason that they do it is because they've lobbied Congress into saying you can't bankrupt out of them. So you're stuck with them forever or you go to prison which I'm pretty sure is against the Constitution, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I mean, my wife and I are still paying off her student loans, and she's been graduated for, God, going on six years. Yeah, but I mean, even imagine if you stopped paying, like, what would happen? Collections, like, Probably property foreclosures, stuff like that. They can actually arrest you. There was a guy arrested for not paying his student loans. Really? Yeah. Let's see if I can pull that up. Uh, man arrested for student loans. 
U.S. Marshals. Arrested a guy, huh? Yeah. For not paying his $1,500 federal student loan. For 29 years. Yeah, and you know what that probably amounted to? Several amounts to 57000 uh, 5700 Yeah, 5700 yep. Yeah, for that small amount of money, he gets sent to prison. Yeah, that's like an infinitesimal amount. Yeah, they send the U.S. Marshals after him. Which, how much did it cost to deploy the Marshals? More than that. Oh, for sure. Unless they caught the guy in the town of Alta here in Utah, because that's the one cop they have up there as a marshal. He said he agreed before a judge on Friday to start paying installments of 200 a month immediately. I'm still shaken, he says. Why send seven guys with guns about a student loan? Seven marshals. With a student loan. I guess they breached his house. Really? Yeah. Jesus, dude. This is not a joke. This was passed in Congress, lobbied by these financial companies so that students couldn't get out of them. Um, it's fucked. It is fucked. I think we're the one of the only countries that does that. Um, 13 trillion uh, in student loans, 11% are in default. Which means they failed to pay for more than nine months. 1,500 people in Houston area have defaulted on federal student loans. Now, and think about this. For the people that don't have graduate degrees that got themselves into 60 grand of debt and are paying $500 a month or like more, a quarter of their paycheck or like yeah. half their paycheck, and then they have to pay for rent. And food, gas, car insurance, cell phone. Yeah, they're fucked. They're living like this slave lifestyle yeah they're they're living to work exactly and and you have to work to be able to have health insurance yeah and not only that um like uh the paper that i was i've been writing um is you know there's there's about 40% of people that uh, graduate with an undergraduate degree Mm mm-hmm it might be slightly higher than that, but the figures I, I read in my research was about 40%. Yeah. Um, and this was research that was dating back a couple years, but uh, don't even get jobs in the field that they got their degree in. Yeah. I had a guy that was the Best Buy uh, assistant general manager who had two master's degrees. Couldn't get a job anywhere else. It's um, ridiculous. And granted, this was in a time, I mean, this was 2013. The, the, we weren't in a good spot um, as far as his his type of jobs went. Um, and it was in like history and mathematics or something like that. So he one, one it comes down to accountability, like choosing something that's going to make money. Like you're not going to get a lot of money getting your degree in lesbian dance theory. Yeah. Like it's just right. not going to happen. Right. So picking a lucrative field, right? Um, it's like, yeah. What do you you get an English degree? What can you do? You can teach. Cool. Yeah. Like you, yeah. And I get going what what you're passionate about and all of that. But then living, a lot of people live outside of their means too. That's, that's a, true. That's a big problem as well. Is because we we think like, oh, I can't afford anything. All I have is my BMW payment. And my, and my 
my fucking huge house, my three story house. Why don't I have any money? It's like, <laughs> like, I don't know how many people I know my age who've already locked themselves into a house and like a BMW, Audi, whatever, and make less than 70 grand a year. Dude, there's a guy in my class, um, in nursing school, actively racking up student debt. Yeah. Who is a homeowner. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy to me. He's about your age. Yeah. And he's, he's in his early to mid twenties. That's crazy to me, man. That's absolutely crazy to me. Like, and I've been there before. I mean, I've went through bankruptcy, but I fucking learned, dude. Like, you, you only have to learn one time. You have to get zinged one time before you're like, or you get taught as coming up, which I never was taught about money. I, I wasn't really taught that much either, but I I figured it out pretty quick. Yeah. Like, um, because my mom, as I was growing up, she used to take advantage of my brother and I as far as our, like, our naive tendency of how money was. Like, so when we first got our first jobs and we were working for minimum wage as, like, fucking baggers at a grocery store making $200 every couple of weeks, you know? yep. She was taking like seventy five percent of that away from That's crazy, him and I. Man. Like, oh, this is for your car insurance and like this. And come to find out, we got put on her policy for like fifteen dollars a month. Yeah, yep, yep. And like, she was just taking that money from us just cause. And it's like, um, I when I finally confronted her about it, when I learned about it, yeah, it's been going on for like a year and a half, two years. Uh, I, I confronted her about it and I was like, what the hell's going on? She's like, well, we need, like, we need the money to make the house payment. I was like, then why don't you say that? Right. Like, instead of like feeding me lies, you know? Yeah. And then I started putting together my own strategy of like, right. Okay. This is like what things are actually going to look like for me as I progress in life and get out of this house and Yeah. My parents always taught me to like save your money or whatever, but they never did that. They never had more than two grand in their savings account, probably for the last 25 years. And teaching your kid that it's like anything. I saw a lady at the uh, chicken place, right? And their order gets, gets like called out and they're like, go, go, go get the food. It'll teach you. It'll prepare you for life. It's like, will it? Or are you just being lazy? Is that what your parents taught you? Your parents taught you it'll prepare you and now you're making your kid do it. My my idea is that you lead by example and you like jump to get it because then the kids pick up on that. Right. That That's like, it's really as simple. Like you want your kids to turn out good, dude. Lead the example. Like you have to live it before you teach it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about that to a degree today. Mm-hmm. Not not like the living by example thing, but having like a kid of my own or kids of my own. Yeah. And wanting to make sure they get a good, like sit, a good situation launching off from the nest, so to speak. Yeah. And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? When my kid's born, like I'm going to open up a Roth IRA for him. Yeah. And put $100 a month. Yeah. In into a Roth IRA account. Trust fund, yeah. Um 
for them. So you do like, and if nothing happens to me, I, I did the math, I'm going to have to redo it, but you do like 100 times 12, okay? Yeah. Times 18, and then you let them take over it. That's, you will have saved your kid $21,600. Yeah. Just by doing $100 a month. Yeah. And, and that'll be a retirement fund for them. If you start off your life with that much money in a retirement fund, yeah. that kid could not have to touch that for 10 years until they're ready to start investing into it right. themselves, but it'll still be growing for them. Yeah, that's. I want to do something similar. I don't want to tell them about it. No, like, I'm not going to tell them about it until it's time. Yeah. Even then, I want them to like experience four years of not going to school, like just working. Because I think that's really valuable too. Um, but I, I definitely want to do like entrepreneurial stuff where I'm like, here's a hundred dollars. Go turn it into something. I want you to turn it. I'm going to help you like make the thing. I'm going to help you put it out. And I want you to make money and then get the. And I'm like, this is a loan from the bank of dad. You owe yeah. me 5%, like 5% of this loan. Like teach them the fundamentals of, of finances early on. Yeah. Because um, it's a reality of life. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't do that with them when they're like under the age of like 14, you know. Like, I think you could do it with like lemonade stands and stuff being like here's Yeah, but like no kids going to make make back the return on the lemonade stand, man. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I do think there's something to be said about like my sister made little bracelets, especially in now now's day and age if you can teach kids how to properly use social media and be like oh yeah we're okay we're gonna put ten dollars in advertisement we're gonna do this and then you see them like you turned a hundred dollars into 300 that sticks with them like i want i want my kids to learn how to generate money not just like suck it up if that makes sense okay um but i also want to have that fallback of being like you know you you, have to work well not even that you've had to work you have to Cause I, I don't want to teach them like you have to work for money. I want them to learn how to make money work for them. Cause I was never taught that. Cause like now you know about like IRAs and like 401ks, like that's money working for you. Right. You didn't work for that. I mean, you work for the money to put in there, but now the money's working for you. Right. And that's what I was never told. I was told like, save your money, save your money, save your money, save your money. If you took a stack of 20 grand and you put it in a drawer and you come back 60 years later. It's only 20 grand. It's only 20 grand. It's not, it's not worth the same as it was. Right. And, and I mean, savings accounts are good, especially for like rainy day stuff. Like, Oh, for sure. Like Cash my, car bro- my, my car broke down. It's going to cost $1,500 to fix. I've got 3000 in my, my savings account. Yeah. Cash on hand is definitely important. But it, uh, there is a lot to be said for getting that early start. Cause like, if Liz and I had both started our IRAs um, even five years earlier, yeah, they'd be worth twice as much as they are now right. just because of the amount of compound interest that would take place. Yeah. I thought about uh, one of my coworkers, his uncle owns a hotel. He makes so much money from that. He like just pumped all his money into a hotel. And I never thought, I always thought like big apartment complexes, but hotels are more in the realm of like, earlier on that's a good investment like putting it in like investing money is so much more important to me nowadays like now that i see what it can do long term oh yeah 
because, uh, yeah, I wasn't yeah, taught well, that. <clears throat> I mean, like, the return on Liz and I's IRA in the past two two years yeah. have been around 13%. Yeah, which, which is, is unheard crazy. of. Yeah, it's unheard of. We just got in at a good time, right? Um, and just like I'll, I'll pull up just for. But if if you have, um, so uh, the guy that runs our account, um, he was like, usually it's a three to one ratio. You got like three years of growth, one year of drop off, and then three years of growth, one year of drop off. If you're able to do, start doing that for your kid early on with a small amount of money, like a hundred bucks, and a hundred bucks is not a small amount of money, yeah. but when you consider how much you pay for everything else, it's a small amount of money. For sure, yeah. Uh, if you're able to put that away for them for eighteen years, and it's already growing interest on top of what you're putting away, right? So, like I said, you get twenty one thousand six hundred dollars out of what you just put into it. But you have this like uh, three to one ratio of growth on yep. top of that. They're probably going to be able to start their life with around $40,000 in right. their retirement fund. Yeah, absolutely. And compared to a traditional savings account at Chase Bank, there's your interest rate. 0.01%. Yeah. It's great. Great return on money. But the thing is, yeah, putting it into mutual funds like a Fidelity or like... Uh, Vanguard account. I think the same way with taxes. It drives me crazy that money's taken out of my taxes and it just sits aside. It's not gaining interest. You well, you can change that. Yeah, you could. I, that's what I want to do. I want to exempt all, put it in a savings account, compound the interest, and then pay the big check at the end of the year. And that's what Simon does. It's a good move. It's a really good move. But we're so used to it just being like taken out of our paycheck. It's like, Oh, I got a return. I got all this money. Yeah. Motherfucker. That's money you already earned. And you could have more of it if it was working for you. Yeah. But yeah, my parents always got their check, spent it all lived like shit for a week, like lived off macaroni and like things in the cupboard. Yeah. And I'm not living like that. I'll tell you right now. I learned in, in my 20, after probably 20, 21-ish is when I was like, oh, shit. If I get my shit together before, like, 25, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help me out tremendously. Oh, yeah. Even if I... I mean, even if I could go back two years and change it, it would have drastically changed the outcome. Yeah, I, I mean, anytime... Uh, like, anytime invested uh, towards any goal, uh, the, the earlier the better. Yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, if your kid wants to be an artist when they grow up yeah, and like be a, a good artist, yeah, don't tell them that's a stupid plan. Have them start working on it now. You know, right. like be like, okay, here's, here's a paint set. Here's some stuff to draw with, you know, and encourage it and, um, encourage them to grow in that and practice it every day Yeah, because that time from their when they're five years old to when they're 15, that's 10 years of progress that they could have versus like you being like, Oh no, that's a stupid idea. And then they're still being stuck on it when they're in high right. school, yeah. you know, like, yeah. And now I'm understanding. Cause I went through a point where I was like, that is good. And then I burnt myself with it. And I'm like, all debt is bad. And now I'm at the, now I'm at the stage where like leveraging debt is actually beneficial because you can do a lot of useful things for it. For example, I always wondered how people traveled all the time. Like, how can you afford all these fucking plane 
tickets all of the time. Well, it's pretty simple. You get like a city card that pays you two miles per dollar spent. You pay your rent or your mortgage on it. You pay it off every month. Yeah. That's 2000 miles right there or more. 3,500 miles every, every month. I, I And I know of three people in my life that do that. It's a good move. I never even thought about it. It wasn't even in my realm until I started. I used, I, I started watching like YouTube fitness or not fitness, uh, finance people. And that's where I learned this shit from yeah. or reading books. I'm like this. I never would have thought about this. Yeah. And, and so when I get out of school, that's the plan for Liz and I. Yeah. Is me get out of school. So we have a decent amount of income where we can apply to get these um, credit cards that have like miles yeah. as a reward on them mm -hmm. or, or whatever, like whatever the, like it is that we want to use it for. Yeah. Uh, Cash the, back the, or the whatever. Points. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's our plan is basically uh, to get like, not a high interest, but like. An, uh, a credit card that has a high amount on it yeah. where we can just pay everything our water our gas our yeah. our phone bill like everything because um i did the math on it uh a couple months ago when we were looking at refinancing the house and it's like we've got four thousand dollars a month just going out to bills yeah and if you can do that and have it work for you, like even though right. it's not like working, working for you, if you can have it like at least get you. It's giving you a return of some, some sort. Some kind. Yeah. Double points or double miles or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like it makes sense because then you. Because that money's gone anyway. Yeah. You're not paying for plane tickets at that point. You're not paying for hotels at that point. You're not paying for whatever the fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good move. Yeah. Um, so when I get out of school, that's part of the. That's part of the plan, man. Yeah, that's that's why Amex cards are, I think, are actually decent. Like everyone freaks out because it's like a five hundred dollar a year fee, but interest rates don't apply unless you carry a balance. Amex cards, you can't carry a balance. You have to pay it off at the end of every month. You have to, um, so you don't occur any interest. Interest doesn't start occurring until thirty days after a purchase. So. You pay everything. You pay your mortgage, your phone bills. Everything that's coming out anyway. Yeah. yeah, and then just use your cash to pay off the card every month. But still I still having cash on hand. like having. Uh, that's a big deal. Yeah. yeah, having 25, I think like six months of living expenses is my goal personally. That That's a pretty standard thing. Yeah, that's pretty standard. Um, six months is suggested. A year is preferable. Yeah, because once you get out of that trap of like worrying about money, then you start enjoying life pretty much. Yeah, you can. And it may not be the best, but at least you're not fucking worrying about money anymore. Yeah, like worry, like having zero, like absolutely nothing. Having no, like even years ago when I had no credit cards, I had zero dollars in the bank and it's like shit is this mcdouble worth getting a 35 dollar overdraft fee yeah all right let's do it yeah yeah i'll worry about this when i get paid next or whatever yeah yeah uh it's good not to be in that trap because that fucking sucks yeah and it, and it takes a lot of, a lot of people a long time to figure that out unfortunately my I, I don't think my parents still get it my mom still goes out and buys like shoes and like Oh, I don't think my mom gets it either, dude. It's crazy. Dude, my mom, like, 
fuck, man. Uh, she's been unemployed for like going on, I think, about three years. Yeah. Uh, she lost her meal ticket last year in the divorce. She's been living off of credit cards for a year. Yeah, that's rough. Without paying them back at all. Oh, in wow. In any way. Because she doesn't have a source of income. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that, I would venture to say, let's see how many people. So I, I'm, I'm thinking my, my mom is probably 20 plus grand in debt on credit cards right now, just over the course of the last year. With no plan? Yeah. And, and it, so I, I would say overall, like she's probably a good 40,000 overall, just from like stuff that was already on there. Okay. Um, and it's gotten to the point with my mom, like if she doesn't get off her ass and do something soon, yeah. uh, I was genuinely concerned about inheriting that debt from her. Right. And so I looked up the laws on it and I can't inherit it. Right. Yep. But I was like genuinely concerned, like, okay, my mom's going to pass away and leave me with $80,000 worth of fucking debt because exactly like that's just her and it's most of most of america i mean uh 78 percent of u.s workers live paycheck to paycheck and most of the time when they say paycheck to paycheck that doesn't mean you like run out at payday that means most people spend it like halfway into their fucking pay period yeah yeah that's that's a big problem but i don't think it's necessarily the economy to blame it's people not knowing the right info well, it it it's both. It can be both, but there are people that I mean, even throughout the bad parts of like after the economy tanked, there were still people that survived because they were smart with their money beforehand. Yeah, and I mean that's good, but I, I'm saying like for so so the article you pull up shows that, and then it shows a guy working at McDonald's, right. That is a man that no matter how wisely he manages his money, unless he lives out of a fucking tent behind the McDonald's, right? he's going to be paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, for sure. How much, how much comes from initiative? To, for, I'll, I'll use Cody as an example. I think he's a really good example. He's a year older than I am. He's working at Office Max for $11 an hour before I got him the job that he's working now. How much of it is lack of initiative to try to find something better because they've settled in something cozy, something that's routine, something that's... Well, and to be honest, you're, Cody's probably lucky you got him out of that because office maxes probably won't be around much longer. Right, but I don't think that correlates with them. Like, same thing with Bed Bath & Beyond. If I, I wouldn't be working closeout, I'd be like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm I'm dropping applications right now, motherfuckers. Like, like I worked in a warehouse. Like I just I made a call, one call. Worked at a warehouse that made more than I'd made at Best Buy in the past. Like, and I had to bust my ass to get that job. This I just called up and I was like, "Hey, I'm willing to do work that I don't want to do. What do you have for me?" The next day, they're like, "How does thirteen dollars an hour sound at a thing?" Like, perfect. I'll take it. Yeah, but. I don't know, dude. I think we're just groomed as a society to be like complacent, like be comfy where we're at. Never like you're in a spot. 
I can make things work. I can make it work. I'll cut back on here. Like, Oh, I can, I can buy this. I can, I can buy this big ass TV. Uh, and I just have to, all I have to do is cut back on my food and eat $2 worth of food a day. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, this makes sense now. And then you do it and you're like, fuck, fuck. I don't have money for anything. Yeah. And you're like, well, I have my 75 inch TV, but I've been living off of ramen for a month. Like, how many classes in high school did you take that talked about balancing debt with how much money you're making? Like debt One. to income ratio. One. Yeah. Yeah. I, I learned to balance a checkbook. That that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's I've learned how to balance a checkbook. Have I I've written maybe five checks, I'd say. Like two people, like two companies. Dude, I or... used to, I used to write checks all the time just to piss off the people I was paying. Really? Yeah. Like cashier's <laughs> checks. I still have to do cashier's checks for companies that are behind the times or whatever, and that's fine. Well, I had to do that for my, uh, like mortgage and. Well, yeah, for the closing costs. Yep. Yeah, but th- that's pretty normal. I mean, that's, but like, back when I lived in San Diego with Liz, I got. A, bu- a big ass book of checks. Yeah. And I used to pay all my bills with checks just to piss off the people on the <clears> other side. And I sealed every envelope with a wax seal. Every single one, dude. Like melted the wax on it and pressed the lid. That's funny. Yeah. So they couldn't run it through their little auto machine. Like yeah. it was just. <laughs> and that's funny because that's what checks are now too. They're like, they put it in. It's like electronically scans. They give you back the check. And there's always the old lady at the grocery store. It's like, Whoa, don't you want the check? It's like, no, it's electronic now, lady. Get out of here. Like, it's crazy, man. <laughs> like, now checks are so obsolete for just, like, your day-to-day thing. Yeah. Like, we're so used to just swiping now. Yeah, Swipe. I mean, cashier's checks still make a lot of sense to me. For big transactions, like the closing cost, uh, when we just refinanced the house, that was $800. Yeah. Go and get a cashier's check for that amount. You don't have blank checks floating around. It's only payable to the person on the check. Yep. That makes sense to me. See, I'm and I'm all for, as sketchy as it is, I'm all for electronic transaction. Like Europe's adopted it. China's adopted it. We're, we're falling behind in that, in that realm. I mean, it was like, it's like if something gets withdrawn from your bank account, it takes three to five days to be like to show in your bank account than right. pulling it. It's because the layover times, because our bank, our banking infrastructure is so far behind the rest of the world for whatever fucking reason. Right. Um, that's some, that's something we can approve. We got the chips in our cards. Yeah. 20 years after the rest of the world adopted oh, them. Really? I don't know if it's that long. It was, it's at least 10 years. Um, but, like, I don't know. I'm all for it. Cause electronic, you can't escape electronic tracking. You can't escape it. Even with Bitcoin, you can't escape it. You saw the article I sent you about the child. Yeah. Yeah. That porn thing. Yeah. Which by the way, by the way, is linked to a bunch of senators and a bunch of college people and a bunch of fucking like high up people. Oh, I'm sure. Um, and it was all because the IRS traced Bitcoin, which is supposed to be untraceable, but Anything, they were able to trace it. Anything electronic leaves a footprint. And uh, like it's really hard to lose accountability when it's electronic. Right. Rent companies won't take cash. 
they'll take cashier's check or they'll take direct deposit. Uh, like imagine how easy it would have been of like closing a house, like just like, I'll oh, just Venmo me. You get a receipt, you get an official print, like here's your receipt, boom. That's how I paid for my tattoo today. Yeah, yeah, and I, a lot I, of people move to that. But I, I'm looking at the time. Oh, we're so good. I mean, I I know we are with our storage capacity or our upload capacity, but like yeah. I said, well, I guess we've got enough in the bank, right, that we can see how that runs. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Plus, I need to get food after this too because I'm like. Well, let's pause and get you some food, man. Oh, no, I'm good now. I'm just saying, just before 11, I just need to... Okay. Um, can you pass me that uh, vodka? The potato juice? The potato juice and um, that soda I dropped earlier. Oh, yeah. Spasiba. For those of you that don't know, that's thank you in Russian. Fuck, I'm so sore. I only ran a mile. And it took me ten and a half minutes to run the mile. That's fucking pathetic. I know. It's really bad. Um, I mean... That, that was my, to be fair, that's my first mile in two years. So, I gave myself that. Well, and I will say this. Right now, I probably couldn't run a mile sub 10 to save my life yeah i don't know but uh i know when i was at like the pinnacle of my running game uh a mile uh, my mile and a half was ten thirty. yeah that's, uh, my, that's enough to qualify for pj uh my my three mile time was 18 not 18 it was like uh 22 minutes yeah that's so, good. But that was like my pinnacle when I was like at my absolute best. I couldn't do that now. God help me if I had to run more than 300 yards, dude, I'd probably fucking die from a heart attack before the serial killer caught me. <laughs> One and a half miles and nine minutes and 47 minutes. That's fucking ridiculous. Nine, nine minutes, 47 seconds? Yeah. Yeah, so like my split time on the three miles, 1030-ish. 10 30 10 40 yeah which i mean is fucking respectable for sure it is i mean i think my best mile was only like seven and a half minutes did you see like that, that guy um that ran the marathon in a sub two hour no that's fucking crazy to me yeah that's crazy to me i see these like i was looking up after i ran the mile i was like I want to see how this compares to other people because I have no fucking idea. Non-competitive, non-competitive runners that run should be able to do a mile in between 10 minutes and 12 minutes. So Ath you're right about there. Athletic people, like athletes that run competitively, five, four to, I think it was like four to five minutes so, a mile. So, um... Let's see, if I was able to do a mile and a half at 10.40 back then. There you go. Um, I I was probably cranking out my miles at around the seven-minute mark. Yeah, and that's respectable. I mean, elite marathon runners average a mile in four to five minutes. That blows my fucking mind. That's crazy. And, and this one guy, he just did the marathon sub two. How long is a marathon? 26.2 miles, I think. Yeah. 
That's an athletic, that's an elite pace for that many miles. That's yeah. fucking crazy. That's 26 miles. 26.2 miles. 26.2 miles. And then you divide that by 120. Yeah. So 0.2 miles a minute. Okay. So that would mean times that by five. So a five minute, five minute mile pace for 26 well, miles. Well, time, times it by five. Let's see what it looks like. Yep, just uh, it's almost one point one miles, so it's almost a mile and a tenth. So it's like a four and a half minute mile for twenty six miles. Like, yeah, fuck, that's, that's crazy. That's fast. That's really fast. And and if you want to think about it, like that's not even sprinting for this guy, right? You know, that's not sprinting. That's I'll pull up this dude's. I want to. I want. <laughs> I want you to see his. Athletic achievements here. A 40-miler, 4 hours, 54 minutes, first place. 88K, 12 hours. First place. 50-miler, 11, 13th place. Uh, Hellgate, 100K, 5th place, 11 hours, 56 minutes. 100K. Uh, 100K. So Excuse me. Jesus Christ. He beat, look at that, 100K. 11 that was faster than 88 and this was like this is this is his most recent so he's getting older it makes sense right right. uh guinness world record 24 hour pull-ups 17 hours completing 4030 pull-ups and tearing his hands apart in the process um fuck let's go down to his early shit san diego one day 24 hours 100 miles 18 and eight, almost 19 hours. Badwater ultra marathon, 30 hours world champion. Like this dude's fucking crazy. He's nuts. He's lost his mind. I think, <laughs> um, like legitimately fucking lost his mind. Indisputably. One of the world's best endurance athletes has completed over 60 endurance races, regularly placing in the top five, and taken home first place several times. I think he just has some sort of mental disorder, like from young on, like people not telling him he could do things, and then I'm gonna show them. Yeah, he went through buds, and he was like, "Fuck these guys, man." Yeah. Like yeah, the, he yeah he was probably a hard guy to get along with in the military. Oh, he was. Everyone hated him. Every well, not everyone, but a lot of people did not like him. Because he was too, like, balls to the walls. He was like, he would do PT with Bud-style shit. So he'd be like, my guys would show up for PT and expect to go to the gym. He's like, I would take them on log runs like we would in Bud's. He's like, I had the reputation of, if you if you drilled with me, if you did PT with me, we're fucking moving logs, dude. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, this dude's fucking crazy. I've done log drills before. They're not fun. Yeah. I wasn't a SEAL, but yeah. I've had to do log drills before. And it's funny because you see these memes on on uh, the internet like where there's like a grandma carrying a log the same size as like the Navy SEALs, like five or six Navy SEALs carrying the same log. Yeah. And... Uh, and it shows the Navy SEALs struggling, like, with it above their head. Yeah. And it's, like, what they don't tell you about the difference between those two pictures is those t- 
those five guys have been standing with that log above their head for like six hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like... Like, look at him when he was in. He looks like... I wouldn't want him to be... You wouldn't want him charging at you. I wouldn't want to be at work have a workout with him. Like, yeah. He's like, I'll murder you. If you work out with me, I'll murder you. There was a writer who had him come and live with him for 30 days. He's like, I just want you to live with me for 30 days. And uh, I guess he, he went there. Day one, they started doing shit. He, he was so crazy. The first day, there was an extreme blizzard warning. And it was on the TV. It's like, do not go outside. Extreme conditions. He's like, come on, man. Let's go on a run. And they went on a fucking run. They stopped at a lake. Goggins cut a hole in the ice and jumped in the fucking ice. <laughs> and he's like, come on, get in here. And he jumped in too. And he was like trapped under the ice. And he pulls him out. He's like, you can't panic. You can't panic. <laughs> <laughs> fucking crazy. Different breed of human. Even amongst Sills, he was like revered like, yeah. as like as like this crazy motherfucker. So Yeah. Yeah, cool guy. Somewhat insane. Somewhat insane, yeah, definitely. Yeah. His only education, look at his education. US Army Ranger School. Two thousand four. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh man. Chief Petty Officer. I don't know. It's an E seven. Okay. That's pretty high up. That's pretty high well, up. Well, when you pulled up his website, um, like the initial website you went to, yeah. Uh, his uh, picture, the cover picture was him in his dress whites. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's go back to that. That one. Let's see. That's him in his dress whites right there. So you could probably tell what his uh. Oh, I can tell what his rank was just by looking at the But uniform. I mean, like, you could tell what his medals are, mean and shit, too. Yeah, yeah. I can if you get me a good enough picture. Uh, let's see if we can blow this up. Um, Go back to the... That's not very clear, huh? Uh, yeah. Go back to his website? Yeah, to that. I don't know if it's going to uh, work. I mean, this one? Like, yeah, if you could just get that bigger somehow, I could probably tell you. Um, go to, no, go back to the picture that you were on. Go to the U.S. Veterans Magazine. Click on that link. You yeah, should be able to open up the picture. Okay, here we go. It's finally loading. It's loading all his damn medals. Yeah, that guy's got a fruit salad on his chest. That's what we used to call it. I can identify some just from like, okay, so he's got a calm. The one, the R is blocking out one of them. It's like green. It's green, white, white, green. Okay, so uh, that one at the very top's a purple heart. I think is that purple? This, no, this one. Yeah, that's like a maroon red. Maroon red. Yeah. Let's see if this is loaded. I don't think that's going to load. No, that's... Uh, so, I I don't know. Um, that looks kind of like a purple heart ribbon to me. Well, I bet you can find... Um, just a second. See if I can find a higher quality one in the meantime, because this guy... Hell of an athlete, hell of a person, but it doesn't have very many pictures. 
I mean, I think this picture says enough right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Navy. Oh. No, so that's not the Purple Heart. That That's probably a Legion of Merit or something like that. Okay. Um, Military career. Um, he was in Team 5. But anyway, go back to that picture. I can probably figure it out from there. That is the only one I'm iffy on because so few people have it. Um, uh, let me get to that blown up one. You can't hurt me right there. Boom. So I'm going to say that's most likely the Legion of Merit. And then uh, sounds like he's got a calm underneath the R. He's got three NAMs. Um, I don't know what that that next one is. Uh, that... Because that could be given to him by a separate force than the Navy. Oh yeah, he's been in uh, he's been in the Air Force, the Army, and the uh, Navy. Yeah, and and same with the one right underneath the R. Like this is airborne, right? Well, yeah, that's an airborne badge. But uh, so like in the U.S. military, uh-huh. if you're in the Navy and the Army awards you a ribbon or a medal, yeah, you're allowed to wear it on your uniform. Oh, that's as big as it gets. Okay. Um, and, and and so, and, and it's the, like, it's the same across all branches. So if like the air force gave him some sort of recognition that's specific to the air force, he could wear it. Um, that blue, yellow, and red one, that's a combat action ribbon. Uh, the next one he's got is, a. Good conduct ribbon with oh wait, excuse me, those are big gold stars right there. So that's uh Nam. He's got at least eleven Nams. What does that mean? Uh um Navy Achievement Medals. Okay. And sometimes they're awarded for like what they're supposed to be awarded for is like um well achieving really great things uh like above and beyond type yeah but they're not the medal of honor uh okay so for me like and it's gonna sound retarded but i i got one Uh um because i was put into a job description that wasn't the job that i trained for and i did it to the point where i was actually able able to save the navy over a half million dollars wow Oh yeah, you told me about that, right? Yeah, so so I got a NAM for that. A lot of people that get them though, it's for valor. Okay. You know, the Navy was just like, "Holy shit, you saved us a fuck ton of money." Here's a here's a ribbon, you know. Um. The and then he had like it looked like somewhere along the lines of like seven good conduct medals, five maybe. Click on that again. What is it? This? Uh, it's the one. Uh, it's the solid colored one with the stars running down the center of it. Left side, middle. Right there. Yeah. Okay. How many stars? Are five. There? It looks. Like. Four or five. Looks like four. 
four stars. So that means he's got five good conduct medals, which is like you get those at a specific interval as long as you haven't been NJP'd or whatever. Okay. He's got two national defense medals. These two? Uh, no, just right there. So stars indicate a second award. Gotcha. So he's got the national defense ribbon with a with a star. Okay. He's got um an Afghanistan with a star. Um, he's got. What about all these little striped ones? So, uh, the one on the far left. Yep. That's a Global War on Terror Expeditionary. Okay. And then the other one's Global War on Terror here at home. That I don't know what that is. The yellow, green, white. I don't know what that is. Uh, the next one is uh, Sea Service times two because of the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one is Rifle Qualification Expert. And same with this. And that's Pistol Qualification oh, Expert. Oh, okay. So the, the way they're lined up is uh, the most important one is the highest and and to the center of the chest and then you read them from left to right down gotcha okay so, so that's the order of importance so seal is always above that well that's their warfare de- designator so he's got the navy seal and the jump wings yeah so those are his two warfare de- designators saying that he's a, a a seal so like if i were to wear my uniform yeah if i could fucking fit in it anymore um it would be my warfare designator, then my ribbons underneath it. Okay. So I'd have my FMF pin and then my ribbons. Gotcha. Okay. And this is, yeah, this dude's a badass. All the awards, medals, accolades, and magazine articles mean nothing to David. That's not why he does what he does. Uh, although he's raised a lot of money, he's blah, 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 blah. None of this recognition is relevant to him. Yeah. Well, I mean, like my last battalion commander, he had a fucking. He he was a doctor, mm-hmm. like um, an actual physician, uh, and he had a combat action ribbon. And I was like, "What the fuck?" So I pulled him up. He used to be a mo- motorman, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Like he went from being enlisted to in charge of a battalion of men through education and stuff. But like he he had uh, pull up Jim. Uh, L E T E X I E R. And then Inspector images. General. Uh, none of those are him. This might be him. On LinkedIn. That's him. Okay. So he's an Inspector General now. Damn. He went from being a corporal in the Marines to Inspector General of the Navy. Yeah, there you go. He was a senior healthcare executive. The That's Marine when I worked with him, 2010 to 2012. That's when uh, he was in charge of us. But if you can get a picture of him in his dress uniform. Let's see if he has any. The, he saw me get into a fist fight with another, uh, uh, an, another service member. Really? Pulled me off of him, said, go cool down. Didn't write me up. Didn't do shit about it, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. He's a good guy. Let's see if we can find... Uh, let's just type in Navy after that. Images. Is that him? 
Yeah, that's him. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. Yeah, I don't see any. It doesn't look like he's... He's he's not uh, he's really humble. He doesn't put his shit out there. I mean, he's got a purple heart. Yep, purple heart right yeah. there. U.S. Navy captain got a purple heart. Nice. Um. But. Navy medicine education. It's a Facebook page. That's him. So if you. You can possibly open up his uh, that picture there. I don't know if you can, but he, he's got a fruit salad, man. Like uh, more than he's got more medals than uh, that one guy we were just talking about. Goggins, yeah, yeah. And it's just because he's been in forever, but yeah, he's <clears throat> he came out to the field and did a field promotion on mm -hmm. me, like because I picked up rank and. He had no idea. Yeah. And we were out in the field training for deployment, and he, like, came out and was like, you're out of uniform. And I was like, well, yeah, I'm in the field. He's like, no, you're wearing the wrong rank. Oh, he noticed. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, what are you talking about, sir? And he was like. There you go. Oh, yeah, he's got a lot. Yeah. He got a shit ton, and he's cutting a cake with a fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And then you have that fucking boot tenant next to him. Yeah, and he's helping him. He's got the National Defense G-Watt and probably a pistol call, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, Captain Latexier, man. Damn. Yeah, he, he... That man, like, look at look at it, dude. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. It's the size of a hand. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> anyway, like, uh, he, uh, he came out to the field and he's like, you're out of uniform. I was like, what are you talking about, sir? And he's like, you're wearing the wrong rank. And I was like, um, no, I'm not. And he's like, yes, you are. And I was like, okay. And he called everyone to attention out there and he's like, pick somebody. And I was like, HM2 Thrasher. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, okay. So Thrasher walks up, my lieutenant walks up, and he, like, does the whole speech, like, about, like, how I'm able to wear this rank now, and I deserve all the, like, fucking customs and courtesies with it. And I was like, what the fuck? I picked up? <laughs> so he promoted you right there? Yeah. Wow. I, I, like, I, I guess I picked up, and I hadn't, like, I didn't know. I was like super confused about it. What were you at that time? I was an E4 and I got I picked up E5 and he came out to the he came out to our training grounds to let me wear Which it. that's HM2? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and he came out to our training grounds to let like let me wear it. Like Oh shit, that's cool. Yeah, he's like he's like so now you're in HM2 and Lieutenant Opusen will assign you a squad. Or whatever. Did everyone else? Did anyone else know about it? Your lieutenant or anyone? Uh, my lieutenant knew. Okay. But he thought. I think my lieutenant was under the assumption that I was going to get promoted when we got back out of the field. Gotcha. Okay. But like 
Captain Latexier was like, fuck that. And like drove with him and the master chief out to the fucking field and like promoted me out there. It was, I have <laughs> pictures of it. I was like, what the fuck is going Shit. on? It was like during breakfast, we're all sitting there trying to drink coffee, like shaking, freezing our asses off. He walks out there. He's like, Agent Three Weaver. I was like, oh shit, I know that voice. <laughs> and I come running over, like, <laughs> yes, sir. That's funny. Shit. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, that guy's a gangster, dude. And like I said, he watched me get in a fight with another service member in my company. Like, uh, uh, he paid for all of us to go do paintball together. Yeah. And we were like out there on the paintball course. And I pinned this dude down and I fucking like combat glided up on him and fucking shot him in the chest like three times. And then he, he just stood up and shot me in the face, even though he was out of the game and I fucking lost it, dude. Like (laughs) I, I, I tackled him and we went to blows, dude. Him and I were rolling around on the ground, punching each other. And Captain Latexier just pulled us apart and was like, Go cool down, go cool down. Neither one of us got written up. Hey, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Seems like a cool cool dude. Yeah. There's a bunch of Marines. Yep. Nice. Yeah, he he's a good guy. That's cool. Yeah, the uh the ribbons fascinate me. Why? I don't know. They're just interesting because they look like just a bunch of fucking digitized shit but they actually have meaning behind them i mean i could go grab my stack it's not that special though i'll bring up one more and you show show me this dude because everyone knows mr jocko especially that guy at the airport yeah that one guy was totally fanboying that's over so him. funny to me and jocko probably doesn't like give a shit at all yeah probably not i doubt we can even pull up a good picture of this try man try to enlarge it That'll be blurry as shit. I can probably still make it out. Okay. I don't know what the very most important one is. I told you how the importance works. Yeah. Um, the next one's a bronze star. Mm. So he got something. That might be the Navy. Um, that might be the Navy cross. Okay. But he's got a bronze star, a comm. Several, uh, he's got at least two comms, from what I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, several, uh, and accommodation is like a NAM, but it's higher. Okay. Uh, and then the NAM, the Navy Achievement Medal, uh, Combat Action Ribbon, uh, that one I've seen before, but I'm not super familiar with it. There's two of them back-to-back that I've seen before that I'm not super familiar with. And then it looks like he might have a Purple Heart um, 2, at least. Uh, Two good conduct medals. So I don't know how long he was in. Long time. He went from... I think he went from E6 to, to O6. Okay, so... Officers don't get good conduct medals. Gotcha. I'll say that right now. So he probably got those awarded to him. When he was enlisted. When he was enlisted. Yeah. Um, And then it looks like he's got uh, an overseas service ribbon, uh, at least two national defense medals, um, and the rest of... uh, 
like from here? Well, so if you go to the line underneath the next two, no, up one. So that one and then the one to the left of it, those are probably campaign medals. I don't recognize them at all. Gotcha. The one next to it looks like uh, an Iraq medal. An Iraqi campaign medal underneath that uh, one that's red, yellow, and red. Okay, yep. Uh, then we have the Global War on Terror Expeditionary, Global War on Terror, like, period. Um, and then we have that one I don't recognize, Sea Service Rifle Pistol Expert. Okay. Plus jump wings and his SIL warfare device. Gotcha. So... Yeah, I, I mean, like, I'm, there, oh, well, there they are, yeah, let's see how close I was, okay, I wasn't right on the Navy Cross, he got the Silver Star, and then he got a Prawn Star with a Combat Bat V, he got a Com, a Nam, Combat Action, Navy Unit Commendation, okay, a Nuck, a Navy Meritorious Unit Commendation, I've got one of those. I forgot about that. Um, good conduct, national defense, um, armed forces expeditionary, Afghanistan campaign, Iraq campaign, sea service, Marine Corps overseas service, rifle and pistol. Huh. So I... With how blurry that picture was, I did pretty good. Yeah, you did. What is a silver star until? Um, it's higher than a bronze star. Uh, it. That's I, is that a step below Medal of Honor? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Well, you have like bronze star, silver star, uh, the Navy Cross, and then you have the Medal of Honor. When it comes to the Navy, that's the order. Huh. You know, he said when he got out of. Uh, buds he thought he was the baddest he got out of buds when he was 19 yeah he said he thought he was the baddest motherfucker of all time and then he started doing jujitsu and he would get tapped out within under a minute really yeah so then he started doing jujitsu and i think he has multiple black belts in that now but he's like a humble dude about it like he doesn't yeah and that's probably why he wouldn't have given a fuck about the guy doing uh the fanboy bullshit right you know yeah no he's just out there out there doing shit. There he is. At Bud's with that fucking haircut. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, that's 90s, dude. Yeah. That's straight up. Yeah, this dude. I, I mean, I would like to talk to him, but, uh. Yeah. See, the one thing I've noticed about most of the seals that you've told me about and the ones that I've met personally. Uh-huh. They're, they're pretty humble dudes. Like. Yeah, super. Like, like, like being a Navy SEAL doesn't mean anything to them. Right. Like, they're I, just more developed human beings. Um, like I was talking to Brian, uh, last name withheld because he's still active. Uh, but I was talking to Brian about rock climbing. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm the lead for my team." And I was like, "Oh, what team is that?" And he was like, "My SEAL team." I was like, oh my god, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> like, like, so he's the lead <laughs> climber for his, he's like, I'm the lead climber for my team. And I was like, what team is that? Because, like, there are climbing teams Yeah, out you're there. thinking, like, freaking 
like so I'm thinking of climbing teams and he's like my SIL team and I was like oh oh <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking he's like part of like the USA climbing team or whatever yeah. that goes and competes internationally and nope <laughs> dude that could break his break my neck with his little finger probably what what rank is this lieutenant commander the uh, 06 where lieutenant uh, commander let me see well, 06 is captain in the Navy, so that'd be an 04. Oh, 04. Okay. So it went from E6 to 04. Definitely respond. I, I, I like the guys who go through enlisted and then become officers. It seems like they know their shit. Uh, yeah, and they're more well-respected in the community. Look at this guy with his stash. I mean, he's got... Oh. Yeah, he's got a stash. He got a big old stash. That thing is perfect to Navy regs, too. Is it right yeah. at the lips? Yeah. Looks like that. It looks like it looks like it, this. It's just it's just a hair longer than the Hitler width. Well, it looks like the end used to stick out, and then he got he got lit up, and then it just fell down. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah, looks like it just gave up. That's funny. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, so that's an 04. Okay. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Um, God, the, all that shit used to be second nature to me. Now I have to think about it. But Well, that's good because you're not in anymore, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. What What's surprising to me is my brother's an E7. Yeah. You think he'll pick up E8 before he gets out? Yeah. Really? You could pick up E nine. It's possible. He's he's been in for ten years and he's an E seven. That's that, crazy. That is unheard of. Yeah. That is like I can't stress to you guys how unheard of that is. Yeah, that's he picked up he picked up Chief in nine years. Not ten. He's been in for ten years. He picked up Chief in nine. I know guys in the Marine Corps that can't get past E5 after 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's the same for the Navy. There's a lot of dudes in the Navy yeah, that like... a lot of like, competition. Yeah. That's so. crazy, man. E7 in 11 years? 10. 10 years? Well, oh he God. picked up in 9. He's been in for 10 as of this year. Wow. And yeah. I joined at the same time he did. So, I like, if I were still in, I'd be at the 10-year mark. And I'd probably be Chief, too, but just because I knew how to play the game. Yeah. I picked up each time I was up for advancement, I like advanced in rank. Okay. So I <clears throat> I I probably would have been there too, but I got two years into my contract and was like, This shit ain't for me. Yeah. <laughs> so Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh but you did it. So yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah, he's been in. Uh he got picked up E seven in nine years, dude. So uh, and the way the Navy works with higher tenure is like you have, uh, I think like, what is it like four or five? I think you've got like five years to pick up E4. You've got like eight years to pick up E5. You've got 12 years to pick up E8 then they or kick, E6. They discharge you? And Yeah. So if you don't meet those milestones, they discharge you. Is it a general discharge? Um, or honorable. It's honorable. Okay. It's just that like you're not 
advancing. So, gotcha. uh, and, and so my brother, and once you make E6, it's like, okay, you have until, I think like 14 or 15 years to pick up chief E7. Okay. So my brother is five years ahead of his, um, of the drop dead rank for where he's at now. He has, he, he could sit where he's at for the next 10 years and yeah. not have to worry. Yeah. Cause it's like, okay, you have until 18 years in to pick up senior chief. Do you think he's a, he's a 20 year or do you think he's a crazy like 35 year? I don't know. Really? He's, he's working to get his degree so he can okay. get out. So okay. he's being smart about it. Yeah. But like I, I talked to him and I was like, dude, I don't get it, man. You hated this shit. Like when we were kids. Yeah. Like when we were growing up, he was like super anti-authority, anti-government, anti-like. And he's like, dude, I just need the structure, man. I just need the structure. Huh. That's <laughs> and interesting. I'm, and I'm like, well, okay. So, I mean, like... He's definitely doing 20. He's halfway there. Yeah. It's worth it to get the the retirement bennies. For sure. Um, but he 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 might press. He might press on. He might be a 25-year, 30-year guy, especially wow. if he can get up to E9. Yeah, for sure. At that point, it's a different level. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but I feel like once you get at that level, that's where like politics play into it. Oh, yeah. Like that's where it becomes that's like. That's going to be hard for him. Yeah. <laughs> Well, by the time he gets there, who knows who, who... He might be able to play the game, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, he... I mean, he he has eight years right now to pick up the next rank. Yeah, that's crazy. Eight years. He has to sit as a chief for three of those, so technically he's got five years wow. after that to pick up the next rank. So he literally is just waiting for his next, like, his a lot of time before he can even apply for yeah for promotion. Yeah, and he'll be actually ahead of that. He'll he'll have 6 years to pick up the next rank cuz he picked up last year. So Jesus Christ. So like um then he'll have to do the whole package and everything again to pick up senior chief. But he's already part of the chief's mess. Once you're part of the chief's mess, it's like it's a different ball game in the in the Navy. E7s and up in the Navy. Like that, like elite enlisted area, like of E seven to E nine. Yeah, that, they're their own fucking community in the Navy. Really, they just mingle with each other. Well, yeah, it's, it's like called a tiered system. Yeah, it, it's called the Chiefs Mess. So, like, um, they don't refer to each other by last names. They're like, "Hey, Bill, what's going on today? How you oh, doing?" Okay. Uh, okay. And they network really well. And it's just, it's fucking. So it's, it's said that like orders are handed out by officers. The Navy is run by the chiefs. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. That makes sense. So like, that's why they don't salute like second lieutenants. Yeah. They don't give a fuck, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, technically my brother has six years after his wait period is over to pick up senior and he'll probably do it within two shit that's crazy man he'll probably do it within two yeah that's fast track that's crazy and then after that he's got fucking 
three years of sitting on being senior chief and 20 pick up master chief at by like 22 years so i mean yeah i I mean, the only thing left for him to do would become a warrant officer at that point. After the be- after you hit the twenty year mark, doesn't the benefits like increase per year? Because because you get like what sixty percent of whatever. I I think at the twenty year mark you get about eighty. Eighty, and then yeah. any any enlistment after that is just like a little more, a little more, a little more until a hundred. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, at eighty percent. With him uh, deploying twice, yeah, I told him like flat out like the best thing I did for me um, as far as benefits are concerned is I started seeing the doctor. Yeah, I was like, don't hide it, man. Yeah, that's especially fair. as a chief. Like, as a chief, you can start seeing the doctor. You're the old man in a young man's game. Like, you can start. Well, it probably takes getting out of the structure to realize that too. Because then yeah. you have time to think. Yeah. And so, like, I was like, you need to start getting stuff on your record. So when you are discharging and you go to the VA and I was like, this is the shit that's wrong with me. Right. This is what I looked like coming in. This is what I'm looking like coming out. Yeah. Like, you, you get your disability rating on top of whatever benefits he'll have at that time. I so imagine a lot of it. won't have to pay for a fucking thing. I imagine a lot of it's probably hierarchical shit too, right? Like you come out leading people or being in charge of things and then you're back to square one hierarchy wise. That was me. Yeah. And then you have to cope with like, oh, this motherfucker doesn't know what he's talking about and he's telling me how to do this or whatever. Yeah. I I mean, I, I left, I was, I was in charge of like, uh, a squad essentially when I left. Yeah. I was in charge of like 20 guys. Yeah. And it was like I left, and I'm I'm here now. And well, I mean, you're almost done with education now. Which I, I'm almost done with education now. But the thing is, is like when I go to start an IV on a patient, the nurses I'm working with are like, "Okay, make sure you do this, and make sure you do that." Yeah. And I've probably started more IVs than they have, yeah, or ever will. Right. And it's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. yeah. Leave me the fuck alone. Right. I'll placate you and follow the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but don't be looking over my shoulder. Let me do my thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably how I worked with this guy. His name was Ben. It was not the same Ben. It was also in security, actually. This guy was in his 60s, and he got kicked out finally because he was E6 and couldn't pick up. And he got out, and he couldn't even get supervisor for for security, and he would talk mad shit. Yeah. You just be like, it's a really hard thing to deal with, man. You go from, I mean, most E6 is they'll, they'll lead. He was a trainer too, like a teacher type. They'll, they'll, they'll lead a platoon sized group. Yeah. You know, uh, which I mean, you're, you're looking at a, a platoon. You're, you're looking at like 40, 50 guys. Yeah. Um, and then you have people fucking looking down on you, you know? Right. Yeah, I definitely, I'll tell you, I definitely kind of looked down on him because he would always go in the back room and go to sleep. He would just be like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm going on patrol and he would go in this room on the camera blatantly and go sleep in there for like six and a half hours and then come out. And then I would do that sometimes and he would report me. Really? Yeah. Well, that's, that's a dick move. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's probably why. any soda in there? No, I don't have any. Um, I think that's, that might be why he didn't pick up. Maybe he made some enemies while he was in. It's possible. Cause he was that type. He would like talk. He would be nice to your face and then talk shit about you behind your back. See, and that's the one thing I I liked about the um, Navy advancement system, at least up until you start going for E seven. Um, I don't know how E seven works. That's a whole different ball game. But uh, like, you have to test for advancement. It's all based off of like a scoring system that like. The people that are reviewing your charts don't even know who the fuck you are. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to go hunt down some more soda. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I need to restock that. I went through, like, all the root beer really quick. Because I am still not drinking. And I have 12 more days of that. 13 well yeah about 12 more days and uh dude i almost broke today i'll be honest with you i'll be honest with you i almost broke today i just wanted to go get a beer so badly especially because i thought the yankees were going to lose today and be out of the world series so that was like a big factor and it's such a weak fucking factor and they won today they won awesome so they just have to win a couple more and then they're good but no, we're still going strong. Um, yeah, just a couple more games. Yeah. I'm back. I am back. Caden's doing this whole no drinking thing. Yeah, I just, I just was talking about that actually. Um, twelve more days. I'm not. I have cut down quite a bit since Caden stopped. My dreams have come back full-fledged. Jesus Christ. Your like dreams? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. A couple nights ago, I had a dream that my car... Because my car check engine light came on a few weeks ago. Right. And I've been worrying about it. It went off today. Cool. Probably fine. I think it was... <laughs> I, adjust, I adjusted the gas cap and uh, it, it fixed it after it cycled. But anyways, I had a dream that it started blinking, and I read online, like, I read if it starts blinking, you have to tow it in. So in my dream, it starts blinking. I'm like, fuck. So I pull over, and a cop just pulls up behind me randomly. And like, of course. Like, perfect. So he comes up, and he's like, you need some antifreeze. And I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so he gives me this big black, <laughs> this big black tube, and I'm like, is this diluted already? Yeah. He's like... No, it's not. You'll need to mix it. So, like, perfect. I have some Diet Mountain Dew in the back. <laughs> so, and I couldn't remember if it was... <laughs> I couldn't remember if it was Mountain Dew or Diet Mountain Dew I was supposed to dilute it with. So, I was just like, uh, half and half. And I was pouring it in. And I was like, am I supposed to use soda for this? I just... <laughs> it's those kind of dreams I'm having again, which I haven't had in years. Oh, that's great, dude. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, just wacky ass dreams that yeah. make total sense in in my well, dreams. Well, you're there. Yeah, yeah totally. Um, I love that. I can't tell you how much I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, 
one of the nurses I was shadowing underneath uh, this last week, huge baseball fan. Okay. Astros fan. Mm. Um, she collects baseballs much like the one I have here. Does she whistle a lot? No. <laughs> Just checking. I, I, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, but she has a lot of baseballs like the one I have here. Okay. With the team emblems on them. Okay. She goes to the par- those parks and buys those balls. Oh, that's a person. Okay, that's cool. So she she collects, and she's got a, a display case that looks like home home plate. Mm-hmm. And uh, the tip of it's pointing down. Okay. And so that like holds one ball, and then the next level holds two, and then like four, four yeah. and then yeah, and and it's, apparently it's sized perfectly to fit all. Of oh, that's badass! And all the team balls in it. How many are there? Are there fifty teams? Let's look. Well, let's not put out fake news here. How many MLB teams are there? There's only thirty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's 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 sized. It's the size of a home plate, but the way that they have the balls distributed on the on the thing. Of course, football has to have more of those cocksuckers. Uh, so it's perfectly distributed? Yeah, so it, it fits exactly 30 balls. Okay. And, um, I mean, you could just throw 30 regular baseballs in there, but what's the point? Right. But, like, yeah, so she has, like, an Astros ball. She's got a Yankees ball, a Mets ball, a White Sox ball, Cubs. That's cool. A Rays. Like, yeah, and they're... It, that was really cool, man. I was like, I am a fucking fan of that. Yeah, that's really cool. I'd want to get something like that. Yeah, me too. Maybe I'll maybe I can talk one of my uh, carpenter friends into making something like that for me. Yeah, do it. That'd be. I think that'd be badass. So the cool thing is the Jazz is off. The uh, speaking of sports, the Jazz is off to a great losing streak. <laughs> of one, two, three. Four losses, zero wins. Preseason. That's okay. Yeah. They'll make it up. Don't worry. Uh, no, they won't. Yeah. They will not. They'll lose. I mean, this is not the, the 98 Jazz we're talking about here. This is... Watch them win all of them and then or lose all of them and then beat the Lakers and then continue to lose. Because from what I understand, the Lakers is not are not doing well for, at the moment. That'll, or they'll be like the Nationals and come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. They don't have a wild card in NBA, do they? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the wild card, I the feel like... The last time I really followed the NBA was when I was a kid. And, like, the only thing I remember, because I'm not a huge NBA fan. I used to go to the games all the time with my parents, just, like, because that's what there is to do around here. Uh, but uh, I was... The, the Jazz were in um, postseason, in playoffs, okay. running up to the championship. They were playing against the Suns. It was Charles, Bar- Charles Barkley's last year to play. Okay. Jazz were two points down. It was like four, fourth quarter. John Stockton chucked the ball. Three seconds left in the game. Throws the ball from almost center court exactly. 
and sinks a three-pointer. Jesus. At the buzzer. Christ. Fucking jazz team. They were playing in Phoenix at the time. The whole team clears the bench. They're losing their goddamn minds. Stockton's just flabbergasted that he made the shot because it was totally a, an act of desperation, you could tell. Yeah. It cuts to Charles Barkley. He's got a tear running down his cheek, dude. <laughs> That's what I remember about of the NBA when I was in my youth. Like, That's funny. <laughs> that that is like that is the one thing I remember and I was watching it on my grandma's TV which was one of these super old TVs that had like um it didn't even have a it didn't have a remote it didn't even have buttons it had dials oh shit so you had to like click through the channels with a dial and then adjust the focus damn on it. okay and that's the TV I watched this thing on shit and I lost my shit when I was a kid, dude, when that happened. First of all, I was amazed that a center court shot made it. And nope. also my hometown team just made it into the finals, you know. Yeah. But. This is the uh, this is the owner of the Nationals. He just has that look that he paid for the wild card. Yeah. You watch. His team, I've, I can almost guarantee this. If the Nationals win the World Series... He will die shortly after. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, workers, without that like driving thing, because you know he's got a bit like, this guy's 94 years old. Like he's probably, this is probably like his achievement of a lifetime if he gets this. Right. Once you win that, he's probably like, my work is done. And he'll probably die shortly after. Yeah. I could see that happening. I... Got a lot of money. Yes, he does. I hope the Nationals do not win and that he dies in defeat. (laughs) (laughs) Or he'll live to 106 and he'll be out there. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. No one thought they'd make it this far. Yeah. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I mean, like, the Dodgers said it all. We have no idea what happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know what happened. We were I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> oh fuck, dude. Baseball's such a great game. Oh, it was his ninety fourth birthday as they advanced. Happy birthday, Ted. Real estate guy, huh? Nice. And I'm sure his kids are just lovely people who contribute just tons joy. To tons to society. Yeah, they just yeah. contribute joy and happiness. I'm sure. Oh, yeah, they look like they really, they've lived hard lives, I can tell. Dude, so I'm not interested in him or his kids. Yeah. I'm interested in his kids' kids, maybe even the grandchildren. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's see. Can we find, I I doubt he has any grandkids' pictures. No, not his grandkids. Uh Uh-huh. The grandkids of of the kids. Because we're talking about a guy that's 94 years old. If we say, like, he had his kids in his 20s, that makes his kids 70-ish. Yeah. Which would make his grandkids 50-ish, which would make his great-grandchildren my age. That's true. Yep, that is true. Oh, shit, he's holding on by a thread. (laughs) 
Yeah, he's he's not looking good. He's looking about like Jimmy Carter. Oh, Jimmy Carter looks. Jimmy fucked. Carter looks. Jimmy Carter, twenty nineteen. I think we looked look this good. up before. Yeah, he looks bad, dude. He looks like he looks like he expired about twenty years ago. But they did. He's the milk. No one's told him yet. I think George Bush looked worse though, honestly. Yeah, Bill Clinton hasn't aged well either. No, definitely not. Bill Clinton has not aged well at all. We've looked all these up before. We must have talked about this before. I don't remember at all. I mean... No, that's not current, dude. There's no way. He was like a fucking walking skeleton. That's, uh... There. Right there? Uh, I think it's just because he's not wearing the makeup. The TV makeup. Or the... Yeah, like that's makeup. Well, he has not aged well. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like fucking Bojangles. I did not have sexual relations with that woman, and it wasn't fun. Well, Bill, yeah, she. Did. It looks like he's from Star Trek here. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks like he's a gold shirt. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, no, he did not age well at all. Well, maybe. How old is he? I don't know. I know we've looked this up before. On this 73. Pod- He's 73. On, on this podcast. Now, how old is Arnold? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Age 72. 72. Okay? This dude is fucking 72. And he still looks like he's in his... I'd say it looks like he's in his 60s. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe late 50s. Like, oh, look at this iPad. Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> very cool. This was technology that we only thought about when we had Terminator 1. It's the beard. Like, you have to have a beard when you're, when you're an old person, I feel like. I guess I'm getting started early. I guess. I mean... I think once you get over a certain age, growing a beard is like freaking... Look, he looks like a fucking orangutan. Look at this freaking veins going down his arms. Yeah. Looks like a, he's got some silverback action going on. Yeah, no, this was recently. That's him in his 70s. Like, Jesus Christ. That's how I want to look in my 70s. I lived in California when he was the governator. Really? Yeah. The governator. The governator. And this is when he was 24. And he looks like he's fucking 32. What, in that picture? Yeah, he's like 24 in this. So he he accelerated his age in his earlier years, and now it's decelerated. Yeah, with some testosterone. He, he accelerated his age with testosterone, and then he maintained his age with HDH. <laughs> and that's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And that's his half-son that he had the, uh, he had the affair with the maid with and had this son. Yeah. And, you know, most celebrities, I feel like, would just write him off. But he's he's apparently a good father, from what That's I hear. That's good, man. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good move. Yeah, I, 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 I lived in California when he was the governator. So, I remember he came and visited my command when I lived out there. Oh, he did? That's yeah. cool. I didn't get to see him. Everyone was talking about it, there, though. They're like, Arnold's here, Arnold's here. 
And I was like, what? Like, hey, Arnold? And they're like, no, the governator. <laughs> hey, Arnold. I was like, the governator's here? And they're like, yes, the governator's here. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I was like, where is he? And they're like, he's out in the courtyard. But I was taking care of uh, some patients, and I couldn't get out there. It looks so. like a Soviet in this picture. Yeah, anyways, well, that's him. Dude, that just makes me want to go watch old 90s action movies. Like, ah, this is heavy. Holy shit, I'm going to rip my deltoid. I might shit myself. Yeah, yeah, this is like 25-ish. Oh, speaking of shitting yourself. Yeah. Um, I don't know the person's name at all. So it's probably okay to share this. Okay. But my wife and I went to the original Pancake House or something like that. Okay. Over off of 13th. Yeah. Uh, last weekend. Okay. And uh, there was an old dude with a cane. And he was like trying to stand up and he was having a hard time. And so I stepped over and another guy stepped over and we helped him stand up. And like the whole time we were lifting him up out of the chair... It was just a long, wet fart, dude. And I was like, I think this guy just shit himself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if that's what happened, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened based off of uh, just prior experience with elderly patients. Yeah. And the fact that the older you get, the less you can trust a fart. Yeah. True. So. True. Dude, I never want to be in that position. I never want to be that. That's part of the reason. I think I think this guy also had kind of like a cognitive issue. Oh, really? Like he was like. Like not mentally understanding of what was going on. Maybe he's smelling his own gas all the time. You don't know. Yeah. You don't know. S- sniffing his own farts. That can, really, that can really throw you under, especially over a 20-year term. No, that's why I'm big on like. That's why I want to work out my, like, at least a little, some sort of fitness throughout lifetime, throughout right. until I'm like 60, because I don't want to be that hunched over fucking, like, uh. Yeah, that's, that's why I, I mean, a lot of people might listen to this and be, and criticize me for saying this and be like, well, you know, it's just an hour out of your day. But, um, that's why I can't wait to get out of school. Yeah. Is so I can actually get my ass back into shape. I've already started eating better. Yeah. I mean, like today I ate Panda Express, but that's the first fast food I've eaten in probably close to a week. Yeah. Already. I mean, your skin's even cleared up, I can tell. Yeah. And I'm eating mostly like whole grains, oats, nuts. Yeah. Grapes, berries, bananas, like... I'm eating really well outside of today when I got out of my tattoo session and I was like, I'm fucking starving. Yeah. That's how one of my coworkers just codes in his free time. And I'm like, he, he says he doesn't like have time to go to the gym, but he codes for fun. And I'm like, dude, I hear this a lot and people have different situations for sure. But I'm talking over a 10 year period of not doing shit. Not going on walks, not doing shit. And it's like, you don't have even, let's say, 30 minutes a day to guarantee that you'll probably have an extra 20 years in your life at some point. And yeah. I'm for prolonged, like, 
excuses. Like my parents is a good example, right? Haven't done any like exercise for 40 years. And they say right. like, well, I just don't want to, or I don't, I don't have time for it or whatever. It's like, well, you're going to have even less time on your whole fuck. You're going to have less time to do shit in general. Cause you're going to die. Yeah. And I, I mean, not saying that it like front loads it or back loads it or whatever, but I, I was super healthy in my twenties. Yeah. I've only been out of shape and kind of like a fat fuck for about three years. Well, you're not like at obese levels. According to BMI charts, I am. Well. But, um, and I, either way, I've been this way for three years because I've been in school for three years. Uh, but once I get out, I'm going to need to fill that void. And, I mean, you've seen me. Yeah. I, I take, I'll take like a, a break every once in a while for like an hour or two from studying but you live with me you see me all the time fucking over at the table yeah yeah reading and studying and yeah. writing and yeah so i mean it's not like i i'm like oh i don't have time and i'm sitting there with my thumb up my ass it's like right. i'm literally fucking working constantly but so many people do have to, like so many people do have a thumb up their ass and they still say they don't have time and that drives me fucking crazy it drives me crazy to see that because like even i'll admit the days like when i don't go for a long stretch of time i'll be like yeah i've been fucking lazy i've been like i'll i'll totally admit it but for some reason people that genuinely don't have a good reason and still say they don't have time but then they're like want to let him out like oh i did uh you know i went to three movies at the theater back to back i'm like where did you have time for that? What the fuck, dude? You were scratching at the door, Nib. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Yeah. No. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> My dog can't decide what he wants to fucking do. Um. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean. And I'll be honest here. Uh. You know, since I've been in school, there's been days where I've been, like, pretty much completely caught up on things, and I can use it to get ahead, but it's just like, fuck, man, I need I need a day to breathe. Yeah. And I'll fucking watch Netflix or YouTube all day. Yeah. Or fucking Hulu or whatever. And yeah. It's like, I I understand in that moment even as I'm doing it, that like I'm being a lazy piece of shit, mm -hmm. but I, I'm, I'm a firm believer of like mental health being just as important. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, it's like, I need to turn my brain off. Yeah. And if I go hiking right now, it's going to turn my brain off a little bit, but I'm going to be scanning for rattlesnakes and mm, and stuff okay. the whole time I'm out. Yeah. Because we have them around here. For sure. I've like, And the more time you spend outside, the more likely you are to run across them, which is fine, as long as you're smart about it. Yeah. But um, leading up to my nursing program, when I was like going climbing a ton and like hiking a ton with my friends... 
I had about 10 rattlesnake encounters that year. Okay. You know, that's a lot. Yeah. And there's 52 weeks in the year. So that's one fifth of the time where you'd see one. Well, of the year, of the whole year. Yeah. That's not even when they're not in hibernation. So if you, if you go to summer, spring, summer, fall months, that's about one third of the time I was outside for an extended period of time where I ran across one. Okay. So it's like, you know, I, I know how prevalent they are in the area and it's like, well, if I go hiking, like, yeah, it's beneficial for my, my body, but my, my brain needs a break. Yeah. And I'm going to be looking and listening for. That's fair. Uh, you know, and I love climbing. You know that. Yeah. We have to find something that's like a mental break for you. And that's something I forget because I like for fun, I enjoy exercise and I know that's a minority of people. Um, but I do forget that sometimes that you need something that you enjoy to get through harder shit. Right. Um, and, and I love climbing, Yeah, but it's also something I have to think at. Yeah. And it's a task. Like you have to get the gear, you have to go out there. Like it's, it, there's, it, go there's on the approach and then there's more than just showing up. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you know, rewind three years, four years. Yeah. Every day I had off work. Every single day I wasn't doing anything else. Right. That's what I was doing. Yeah. 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 And I, I will get back to that point. But For sure. It's, it's just a matter of getting through what I'm going through now. Yeah, no, I get that. And it's really easy to bounce back too. Like it's really, really easy to bounce back and like lose weight that you've gained. I mean, it takes... From years of gaining weight, you can use lose most of the years gained in a couple months, and then you're right back to it. Right. Right back into muscle memory. So it's not like you're taking like a fucking 50-year break. Yeah, and one, one thing that's kind of encouraging to me, and I, I started eating better just because like I got those blood tests back, and I was like, oh, shit, my cholesterol's jumped quite a bit in the last couple years. Yeah. Um, but just... You know, keeping my diet on point for the most part is going to yeah. make a huge difference. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, so what? What's this bottle of shit that we have here? Oh, this right here. Yeah, Clem there's uh, Brain Com Fuel oh. Complex and uh, Rasa Clenbuterol. So you got Brain Booster, which is a uh, it's a nootropic complex. I don't know. I think it has some sort of effect, like a focusing effect, but it's nothing. It's nothing that is gonna you're gonna write home about, I guess. And um, but I don't know. I do a lot of nootropics, primarily nicotine and caffeine. Uh, so these just add to it. I would say, like for sustained energy, if I'm focusing on something, might have a slight difference. I don't know. Clenbuterol, on the other hand, uh. Let me just first off by saying that this is a research chemical only and is not for human use. So I'll just tell you what it does to the lab rats I give it to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it takes your able to run a half mile and turns it into a mile and a half. It turns okay. the metabolic rate of burning calories to about two and a half times. 
Um, it basically makes your cardiorespiratory system work more efficiently and process more air yeah, quicker and more efficiently. So, cause that's most of your calories burned, right? Is right. It's breathing is breathing. That's, yeah. that's almost all. Yeah. That's like, so when you're exercising, you're, you're not burning calories because lifting. you're lifting weights. You're burning calories because you're breathing heavier. Yeah. Your heart rate goes up and you're breathing more because that's, I mean, that's how you get, uh, energy into the blood. Right. So that's, that's essentially what clenbuterol does. Uh, it used to be prescribed for asthma patients, um, now it's pretty widely used as a recreational drug in bodybuilding, typically under 15% body fat. People will jump on this and get down to about 4%. Um, there is also some sort of catabolic preservation, meaning that your muscle doesn't break down while on it. Okay. Um, yeah. And- Cause if you're below 12%, you're going to start eating muscle regardless. Yes, unless you're taking some sort of supplement such as like Osterine, which is MK2866, which is like the replacement for testosterone. It was developed to uh, for osteoporosis patients that would lose muscle mass due to chemo, uh, and they would give it to them because it would, even if they weren't eating, it would preserve the, the protein fibers. It would preserve the muscle fiber without breaking it down. So a lot of the time when people go on something like this, they'll go on Osterine to preserve the muscle so you don't lose the muscle. You don't get the catabolic loss, um, but you also lose body fat. So that's where you see the bodybuilders being able to be extremely, and this is, I mean, this is real shit. A lot of the guys on YouTube or whatever will say I'm a hundred percent natural. And that may be true. Like I'm technically natural using Osterine and clenbuterol, but it's not, uh, it's not hundred percent natural. It's, it's not a hundred percent diet and exercise. You're not going to find it in the wilderness. Yeah. Um, and that's just real shit. Like honestly, realistically getting to 12% body fat, 12, 13, I think it's 12 to 15% is considered athletic shape. And that's, that's realistic. That's uh, and my my lowest point was twelve point five. Yeah, yeah, and that's it, it's a realistic natural. And then I hate when I see these guys like on fitness magazines that have shredded six packs, like where you can pull the skin off, and they're like, "I'm hundred percent natural," because then it tells these kids that are hundred percent natural who've been busting their ass. It's like, well, I've been doing this for this long. Like, what am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? Like, yeah. what? That's what I don't like about it. Do what you want, but don't like, I don't even see there's even a real public reason to say like, I'm all natural. You should only do natural. Like if you're not shut the fuck up about it. No one really cares. Right. Right. Uh, my biggest thing is just bringing knowledge to, to people about this kind of shit. Cause if I jumped in the, the deep end and did pro hormones and got the bitch tits and all that stuff. And it, it's, something that's a very real thing and I'll, i would say i mean the guy i bought testosterone i wouldn't say from, you have bitch tits yeah well it, it comes from hormonal imbalances that will actually inflame the gynecomastia so as long as i keep my diet in check it shrinks to probably about the size of a pea okay but if you start messing with estrogenic the e2 raising hormones it'll start enlarging and enlarging so and this this also helps in that i haven't the thing with this is you build a tolerance to it really fast because mm-hmm. it's actually absorbed by certain receptors in uh, in your body that 
I can't remember what, I think they're like B2 receptors or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll, they'll, they get tired out after about two weeks. So you do this two weeks, you ramp up, take two weeks off, you ramp up again, two, two weeks on, two weeks off, two weeks on, two weeks off, and you slowly ramp up. And the feeling that you get from it is kind of like caffeine or like one of those early pre-workouts where you get the like the burning ears and the shakes not quite not quite that bad but just that like feeling like you got to move all the time very similar effect at a high dose that's why you start slow and ramp it up every couple of days because back in the day when i took c4 for the first time yeah i was like about 15 minutes later i was like i looked at my buddy his name's cavalero yeah um i was like cab my ears are fucking burning dude yeah like I feel like my ears are on fire. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's just the that's just the pre workout." Yeah, they used to put amphetamines in that shit, <laughs> like literally. It's <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on with me, man? Um, yeah, no, this is one of the only supplements I would put a female on, a female client, as well as osterine as well, because there's no uh, testosterone side effects from it. So you're not going to get the deep voice and the enlarged clitoris and all that fun stuff. Um. Well, if you enlarge the clitoris, it's easier to find. That's that is true. I mean, it's never really been hard for me to find, but I'm just saying. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. <laughs> um, but it's not. It's, it's even, right above the urethra. It's even easier when it's the size of a thumb, <laughs> and that's what you're gonna look at when uh, when you get those. Um, yeah, those are those. Uh, My dog's all snorting in here, being all happy. They're not anabolic, androgenic side effects. That's what I'm thinking of. Uh, anabolic side effects aren't as bad. Androgenic, that's where you're running into some issues. So, clenbuterol, only for rats, unless you get, pre- <laughs> unless you get prescribed it. My rats, I'll tell you though, my rats are going to be running a lot more, and my rats are going to get lean as shit. Nice. So, yep, that's what that is. And yeah, these other supplements or whatever. I did get two free bottles out of those. So these of are the, the brain fuel. Yep, these are the two free bottles. Um, oh, yeah, because you bought some, and they're like two free bottles. Came yeah, and then on, and then on the top of this, it says claim your next bottle free. <laughs> that's, so that's crazy, dude. I don't think I don't think it'll work though. I don't know how they're making any money. If yeah, if that's their fucking strategy they're just giving it away we've gotten three bottles for like 16 dollars or something like that <laughs> so 90 pills um yeah i don't know which is a three-month supply which i mean it does have vitamin b12 so i mean you're getting a, a vitamin that's not in a lot of people's diets because that's primarily found in red meat right and yeah you get some ginkgo biloba whatever that is all sorts it's, of fun stuff. Uh, ginkgo biloba is supposedly like a memory enhancer. Enhancer. Yeah. yeah, I would say this is like a uh, a natural Adderall type thing. Okay. It's definitely not uh, like that Provaxel or whatever. That one's apparently the limitless drug. But anyways, off that shit. There you go. That's we're, what it is. Creeping up on 11 when you said you wanted food. So. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go to Wendy's now. It's all good, though. I still like Wendy's. 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 Hours. Let's see. What time? Uh, you should oh, still be Oh, fuck good. yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario. You drive to Murray. One's open to all three. Oh, Crystalia put his freaking phone number on Twitter. Yeah? Why? He's like, if you're a real fan of me, text me directly. <laughs> he doesn't drink or anything, too, so I don't know why the fuck he would do that as a sober man. And I texted him, and he literally messaged, okay, I got 2,590 texts. I'm fucked. Anyways, hey, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so he messaged you back. Yeah, that's the only one. He's gotten, he probably got bombarded with fucking messages because I messaged him probably a couple hours afterwards not expecting a reply. And, and then he, he, replied. he replied, and he's like, I have 20,590 texts. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> and then I just messaged, you regret, regret making your number public? That's got to be hell. And he didn't respond after that. Yeah. I'm sure I'm buried now, dude. Yeah. That's so funny to me, though. Because now, how the fuck is he going to know like who's legit? Unless they're saved in his contacts, it's just like... Like constantly, probably. Yeah, at that he's level. probably got over. Uh, he's probably got over a hundred and fifty thousand by now. Oh, I would. Yeah, probably. I don't know how many followers. He, I mean, shit. That's such a dumb move as a public figure. Put he's your, gonna have to change his number by the end of the week. He probably already did. <laughs> he probably <laughs> already did. Unless he used like some third party, like Google app or something number. But yeah, that's crazy to me. Mm. Shit, well This has been a run Of Cheap Shot Discussions uh, And please email us um, cheap, shot, cheap Shot Discussions at gmail.com uh, You can find us on uh, Spotify and uh, Spotify Google, iTunes, all of it. You can just Google Cheap Shot Discussions. It'll pop up. Uh, you can type in our names with podcasts. It'll pop up. Uh, yeah. If you want to find us, you can find us now. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Cheap Shot Discussions. Boom. There On it is. Apple, Apple. There's the Pinecast website. There's fucking Spotify website. Like, yeah, cast box, whatever that is. I don't know what Pod that is. Paradise. Pod, don't know what that is. Uh, Anchor apparently still, but if I click on, I'm sure it's a dead link. Yep. Yeah, four oh four. Yeah, the so. squirrel on math episode. That was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, is the old logo? If I don't get sued for that, that's all good. Uh, I don't think we will. We changed it pretty quick. I mean, we changed it in under a year. And there's actually a picture of a monkey about to hit a lion with a <laughs> stick. And that's next to our logo, so that's pretty cool. That should be our logo. Just this? Yeah. <laughs> no, no words on it at all? <laughs> just, just that. Yeah, just the monkey with a stick about to hit a lion. Yeah. What are our numbers at right now? Um... We can check after we get off the... Yeah, uh, yeah, we'll let you guys go. You don't have to be part of this. All right, this has been another episode of Email Us, Cheap Shot Discussions, gmail.com. This has been Caden. And Dallas. Signing off.